Welcome to Dudes All Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1997's Face Off, directed by John Woo and starring Nicolas Cage and John Travolta. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I watched a movie from 2009 that kind of rules. It was uh, Jennifer's Body. That does rule. Man, that movie kicks ass. It's fucking great. It's so good. Um, Megan Fox and Amanda Seyfried have been like best friends since kindergarten. And even though they sort of occupy uh, like different social status in high school, um, they still remain pretty inseparable. But then Megan Fox is abducted and through a bunch of weird events, she starts to develop these powers, which puts the girl's friendship in jeopardy. And (laughs) it also adds layers to that turn it into something a little bit more obsessive. And it's a hell of a movie, everybody. And if you like Diablo Cody, just please check it out. Yeah, it's wonderful. I believe a lot of people's issues with it is that the marketing was so wrong for it. Right. It looks like, oh, this is going to be like a sexy Megan Fox vampire-y type thing. Right. It really is a lot more than that. I know. It's so deep. Way it's more so than that. It's so much deeper. Man, it's, it's, yeah, a really like, good movie. Like most of Diablo Cody's stuff. Like, it's always extremely well-written and yes. developed. It's sophisticated and witty, and um, and there's, there's so much social commentary in it. And, um, you know, at some point, Adam Brody is an asshole. And, and that's just, you know... <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> that is that is his career that's a theme exactly <laughs> i watched um a, a film that came out very recently it was on netflix it's uh called they cloned tyrone oh wow yes it's, uh, yes john boyega uh, tiana paris uh-huh. jamie fox i fucking loved this movie man nice it's uh like a sci-fi drama comedy kind of movie right um it takes place in the hood, there's a drug dealer, uh, a pimp, a hoe. That sure. Those are our main characters, yes, right? Yes, right. <laughs> and they discover there's this grand conspiracy happening in their town, and they got to do something about it. It's a mystery. You don't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's got comedic elements, but not too much. Tiana Paris and Jamie Foxx have great chemistry in it. It's right. wonderful. John Boyega is great and pretty much a silent protagonist for a lot of the movie. Okay. Um I just think it's wonderful. A movie that's titled They Clone Tyrone kind of tells you everything you need to know about it. <laughs> yes. You're um, in for something weird, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's a weird sci-fi conspiracy gangsters in the hood type movie. Nice. It's it's actually pretty freaking awesome. <laughs> cool. I had a great time with it. It does have a, you know, a little bit of issues like plot contrivances at points and yeah. stuff, but most movies do. Uh but I was just all in, man. It's still enjoyable. Still right. enjoyable, worth a watch. Right. They Clone Tyrone. All right, so let's talk about Face Off, Dave. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Yes, uh, so this was John Woo's third American film, and it's about an international terrorist whose gang plots a bomb for an assassination, and before it can detonate, the FBI agent who's been chasing the terrorist all these years captures him, but in the melee, the terrorist is rendered into a semi-vegetative state, and the terrorist's now imprisoned brother is the only person still breathing who knows the bomb's whereabouts and how to defuse it. Um, this conundrum sets in motion one of the most half-assed plans in FBI history <laughs> as they decide to give the special agent plastic surgery to, resem- to resemble the terrorist so that he can approach the brother and get the intelligence about the bomb. Um, this movie is both brilliant and preposterous, everybody. And we're about to have a conversation I've been having with myself for the last 27 years. So let's go. I don't think in all our years of friendship, we've really discussed face-off. No. Um, 
maybe maybe in passing we have, but we we talked about much. it for about twenty seconds on the Amazon Women on the Moon episode <laughs> eight years ago, and wow. and that's about it. You know, wow, you remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did we say? Um, we said that it was weird and stupid, and and like we. <laughs> questioned its plot contrivances but we only did it in passing okay so now we could do it in a full exactly. you know, full exposure here yes <laughs> <laughs> with all that being said it's a good time for it sure. is a great time it, and i uh, think it's like i said i think it's kind of brilliant in a lot of places um but yeah it's dumb it's super <laughs> dumb but like it's also just a work of genius at the same time it is uh, you know really rare like i in the title like i just said what they cloned tyrone the title <laughs> tells you what you need to know face <laughs> off face slash off it's a double meaning right yeah we're gonna have a face off between these two arch nemesises nemesis nemesis yes mm -hmm. um grammar so <laughs> but they're also gonna take off their faces and put them on each other so great title man <laughs> I wonder if someone had the title and then wrote the script. Oh, they worked backwards? Yeah, I mean, this this movie screams that. Yeah, I mean, because it, it's it's a weird thing that if you had written the script and you did, it was a, it was my my untitled Travolta Cage thing, and then what I came right, up yeah. with were like sitting there just like just you know agonizing. What do over, I call this? What do movie? I call Body this? swap? Yes, and it's like I wrote the word face and then shift seven <laughs> slash. Oh, and off. I got it. Okay. Right. <laughs> Control shift for, yeah. It's like seven. Yes. You know, S E seven E N. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But yes, this movie is something else, folks. If you haven't seen it, I would say watch it. Just, you got to experience this thing. I agree. Yes. It, absolutely. Because we, we've only done this a couple times in our show, but like, please pause the podcast, go watch Face Off, then come back. Right. The great thing about it is you get great Travolta and Cage, mm -hmm. both being unhinged <laughs> yes. and both playing the drama pretty well. Yeah. Uh, when, when they get those moments. So they get, oh man. So you, you just get everything. Let's just get into it, man. Absolutely, man. The movie kicks off with... John Travolta's got his son on this like horsey carousel going in yep. a circle. And then you get a mustachioed Nicolas Cage with a sniper rifle up on the grassy knoll, ready to shoot. I have never seen a mustache used to indicate that we're in the past. There's, And you get a really good close up of the mustache while he's sipping from a straw. I know. It's he's got a soft gross. drink. It's, it is. It's, <laughs> it's like it's too intimate. You know, and, and you're it's a little like grossed a, out. It's like in this weird sepia black and white it is. color. It's a, it's a sepia flashback tone like Butch and Sundance, dude. <laughs> <laughs> right? So Nicolas Cage has him in his sights. He's obviously going to shoot John Travolta and kill uh -huh. him, right? Right. So he fires, hits him in the back, but the bullet also goes through him and into Travolta's son. Yes. And they're on the ground bleeding, and uh, Travolta gives you know a great... Oh, my son. I know. Grabbing yeah, him yeah. kind of scream. It's really like <laughs> I'd forgotten about that one part of it. Now, I've seen this movie a ton. Yeah. But like I hadn't seen it in probably 10 years or more. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe more than that. And um, I just forgot about like I didn't forget about this part, but I forgot about Travolta's performance in it. Yeah. Like in this moment where he's like he's frantically like like trying to get toward the yeah, kid. He's dragging himself towards his son. Yes. You and know? He's got this look on his face that is just, you know, like absolute devastation. And like. Uh, we have to mention because it's throughout the film that like part 
One of the things that, what if for whatever reason, John Travolta's character, Sean Archer, likes to do, him and his family, is this very bizarre, uh, like, I'm going to, like, put my hand over your face. It's Avatar way of water bullshit. It is, dude. It totally is. Some <laughs> He's kind like, of- I see you. <laughs> you know, fucking on everyone. Everybody. I know. I'm surprised he doesn't go into the office and is like, oh, hey, Steve, how you doing? Face rub. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's creepy. It is. I would I would never do this. To it's anyone. supposed to be a loving touch, but yeah, it comes off so. I get it when nine foot tall blue native Smurfs are doing it. Sure, but not sure. John Travolta well, and fucking Dominic Swain. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not something a human, regular human, engages. Right. In. This is from a far off planet. Right. Right. <laughs> which which made me think of Scientology. Actually. You know? <laughs> Is this in Battlefield Earth? <laughs> Are they doing this? Does I could, Turl do I could this? see Turl doing this. <laughs> yes. To Kerr. Or, or, or whoever Kelly Preston's playing in that movie. <laughs> yes. Oh, my Ooh. God. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yes. we're, we're already two minutes in. <laughs> but, yeah, everybody keep that in your back pocket. <laughs> that weird, you know, like, like hello that they do. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> Oh, we, we, we find out that like six years have passed now between yeah. that event and, and what we're in currently. And like Sean Archer, John Travolta's character, he is chasing Nicholas Cage's character, Caster Troy. The um, names, everybody. Th- amazing. You know, yes. And Archer <laughs> has been like, just like for, for six years, he's been grieving the loss of his son. He can't get over it and he can't catch Caster Troy. Um, and he's hell bent on this. Yes. It's consumed him. It's, it's everything. It's it's every moment of his. I mean, like, presumably, if you're an FBI agent, there's hundreds of cases that you're working at all times. Right. It's not just you're. I'm chasing this guy for the rest of my life until I get him. Um, right. I mean, and he's the special agent in charge of this of this of the L.A. branch of the FBI. I mean, there, there's the L.A. branch of the FBI is probably pretty busy, <laughs> you know, probably. Um, but like in the world of movies there's always a white guy super terrorist um, <laughs> who commands a gang. <laughs> and, uh, From like like 85 yes. to like 2002, that's all it was. I mean, yes, exactly. <laughs> I know. I, I And I don't know what world they lived in, but it's just like, you know. Uh, it was a pre-9-11 world. I, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's yep. so crazy that, that that this was going on and like that it was that it was sold to us as something that actually happens. Yeah. Um, because like most of the time those assholes were bankrolling the other. I mean, yeah, but here we are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Caster Troy, um, he when, when we go from the FBI office, we, we see Caster dressed like a priest uh-huh. in the L.A. Convention Center and he is uh, planting a bomb. And here we get the unhinged Nicolas Cage performance that we we all paid a ticket to see. Yes. You know, um, because especially back then, the guy was just like, he was crazed in most of his roles. Uh-huh. And in this one especially, <laughs> when he's the villain, he, he wants you to know how nuts he is. And he starts like snapping <laughs> his fingers and like he's... He's like uh, dancing. At one point, he woos like Ric Flair. Yeah. Um, and there's like a choir in the convention center singing uh, like Handel's Messiah. And one of them is like a, a young girl, uh-huh. probably 15 years old, who he goes up behind and starts whispering profanities in her ear. Yep. 
and then he grabs her ass in his priest costume and no yep. one says a word. Yeah. And before he even does that, he comes out in the middle of the open floor and starts headbanging. Yes, yes. Hands on his knees, going full Pantera. Oh, yeah, Exa- yeah like- he does. Yes, he does full, like, full Phil Anselmo moves. Yes, he does. And, like, like his head is spinning a little bit, too. Yeah. I mean, oh, with yeah. his stupid haircut. <laughs> it's like this it's is- a little boy's haircut. It is, it's a child's haircut. You're right. And, and, I mean, it's... At least he got rid of the mustache. Well... Yeah, but the haircut remained, and and it's like just this weird like comb down thing that I, yes. o- only he has this because like I've seen the Caesar cut before, like when George Clooney had his famous ER haircut. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. that's what they were going for. Yeah, but it's a little too long for that, and I think he's receding a little too much for yes. it to look good. Yes, right. <laughs> it looks bad. <laughs> he's a bad dude. So yeah, yeah. that's true. Right, goes. but yeah, no one notices this weird stuff happening. <laughs> No one calls the cops. I mean, yes, especially at that time when we were, oh my God. Yeah. The, 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 there would have been a riot. And yeah. So he sets this bomb and this is like our MacGuffin for the whole film, right? Yeah. We got, we got to stop the bomb. Right. But, uh, it ends up with, uh, Archer hears about it. They don't know what's happening, but he's trying to leave town. They find out because, uh, Castro Troy's brother, Pollock Troy, Pollock Troy, Pollock Troy, excuse me. Not like Kevin Pollock. <laughs> Pollock's <laughs> Troy. Kevin Pollock. Pollock's, Pollock's Troy. Yes. He's like the the smart guy. He designs the bombs and all that <laughs> the stuff. Brains but he's it. not really like too savvy with like the street smart stuff. Yeah. So he kind of gave away their position and they're trying to escape. But Archer's on to them now. Right. And they have a full on like chase down at the airport. Well, and the reason Archer's on them is because they, they he put an agent in Castor's private jet. Yes. Um, and this agent, a female agent, a female agent who was like there, I guess, to, to like lure, uh, caster and, um, and she does, um, she tells him, you know, everything's uh, ready for, ready for your flight, sir. And you know, this is can where I we get, get you anything. Can I get yeah. you anything? Oh. My God. And you know, he says such and such, if I allowed you to suck my tongue, would you be grateful? He puts it out there and this actress oh. sucks on his tongue. Yeah, it's really graphic. It's the most disgusting thing I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Because he had just exhaled his cigarette smoke, so it, it's not like, you know... Right. It's not going to taste good. No. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> but he looked really cool, so it's worth it. Because when he arrived at the at the jetway, like... um. It's great John Woo, you know, action, stylish. Oh, yeah, filmmaking, yeah. You know? Super stylish, slow-mo, yeah. you know, blowing capes. And yes, you get doves at one point, you, you know, do. you of got to. You of course. So, yeah, it's super stylish. And Nicolas Cage, you know, gets, Castor gets out of his convertible and he sl- shuts the door in a dramatic way. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and yeah, his, his sunglasses billows. And he's got like the, the most expensive clothes on. His cufflinks are like scorpions or something. Like, I mean, he looks badass. He's you know? a villain. Yes, yes. <laughs> his goons brought him over like this little attache case with all of his tools in it. Yeah. And they open it up and there's like this crushed velvet in there where we're all, and it's, yes. it's like two gold plated nine millimeters, a box of chiclets, yes. and, <laughs> and a money clip. That's also that scorpion design. Yeah. Uh, full of hundreds. Yep. Um, and like, there's like, I think there's like six joints in there and like some, and some uppers and pills. Yeah, and, there, and, there's a lot of bad guy stuff in yeah. there. <laughs> <laughs> 
But the chicklets are a nice touch. They are. Right? To kind of show like, all right, this guy's weird. Yeah, exactly. And unusual. <laughs> but and we've yeah. already seen that from his like LA convention center performance. Yes, like, we this did. guy's unhinged. Wait, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, Pollock's uh, played by Alessandro Nivola. Mm-hmm. He is the the I I like the foppish nature of the Troy brothers. Yeah, um, like Pollux is kind of a real dandy, and mm-hmm. he has fancy taste in food and music. And like uh, Alessandro Nivola's performance is kind of just this. He he has a weird way of speaking. Yeah, he's very quiet all the time, and he's always talking like this. And and you know mm-hmm. he he's um he's kind of uh, reticent and socially awkward. Yeah. and like uh, uh, Castor has to like tie his shoes for him and stuff like that. He's like a super villain, <laughs> but he's not like physically imposing. Right, yeah. yeah. He he's more like the mad scientist type yes. guy. Right. And Nicolas Cage is just, you know, he's he's the face of the operation. Exactly. He's the he's the leader. Yes. Yes. He's brash and not afraid to do anything, mm-hmm. really. Right. Um but yeah, because of this, the female agent uh knows they're coming in and she pulls, you know, her gun out on them. Right. Like, hey, freeze and like while this is happening, the plane's trying to take off. And then, like, Sean Archer shows up in, like, a Jeep, and, like, everyone else shows up in police Jeeps and stuff. Yeah. And there's, like, a whole cavalcade of cars chasing the plane. Right. But then there's one Jeep coming from the front of the plane, and it's John Travolta. You know, he's got to play chicken with this yeah. 737. <laughs> right. Why the fuck didn't every car come from the front? Or, like, half the force. Yeah, just, why just, don't like, they just make a, a barricade? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, it, yeah. Movie logic, everybody. Dude, there, there's more to the movie logic, too, because it's like, I I looked it up. The average runway is about 9,850 feet long. Okay. Uh, a little less than, than two miles. This plane is trying to take <laughs> off. So it's going about 150 miles an hour, uh-huh. um, which means it would have reached the end of the runway in less than a minute. <laughs> When it reached top speed, but this sequence goes on for seven or eight minutes. Yeah, right. It's just like this this plane taxiing along this runway in a high speed chase from these uh, SUVs and other police vehicles uh-huh. who are somehow keeping up with it, yeah. even though it's going like at the speed it would for t- for takeoff. Right. Um, and yeah, when when John Travolta and Robert Wisdom uh, come at it in the in the uh, from the front and then they end up I mean I don't know what Sean Archer thought was going to happen yeah like well, the, the plane's not gonna like veer off and like be scared of your SUV you know Caster Troy is not gonna stop no way no way <laughs> at one point he like comes up behind the pilot and just puts his you know like hey, yeah fucking take off right now yeah. what the fuck are you doing right. you know exactly and he's like we can't we can't and he just keep driving like yep. oh my god and then at one point he shoots the pilot and then he's trying to fly, and he has the the FBI agent like held hostage. Yes. She, he's holding her hostage in the cockpit. Oh man! And Caster, I mean Sean Archer is in his jeep going straight on to this airplane, and he sees him in the window holding her hostage. Yes. And it's like he's got her. Uh, and he like swerves out of the way at the last minute. How the fuck did he see this? I through? don't know. You yeah. can't see that. Oh, the perspective is all <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, exactly. He's got like supervision, right? Yes, he does. Because the, the the way they make it look is that he's like four feet away. Yeah, he's like, oh no, if I if I keep going, we're gonna hurt her. Right. So he like swerves. Right. Dude, what? <laughs> and then Caster like 
blows her. He, he shoots he, her. He hangs her out the door and is like, oh, hey, Archer, blam. And right. then she falls on the ground and it's fucking awesome, oh actually. Like this, yes. this body hitting the asphalt and then oh. there's there's some good dummy work with yeah. like the plane running it over yeah. a bunch of Ooh. times and all the other vehicles too <laughs> and then like the, you get the shot of nicholas cage like just going oops kind of thing it's <laughs> it's great <laughs> yeah it, it, he is he is chewing the scenery as much as possible dude it's it's the pac-man effect with the scenery and yeah and, like both with, with him at whoever's playing caster is just like nom 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 nom, yep, nom yep. like from left to right of the screen <laughs> yeah and like by design, by design it is intentional. Exactly. This this is not, you know, like I said earlier, this is brilliant because it is like this is a showcase <laughs> for like action and acting, you know, it's like, let's push it to an extreme. Of course. And see how far you can take this. Exactly. They're, and they're this not sequence, going for like the believability. Like, no. We're pushing this. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. That, that's a good point. They're not going for believability. The whole point of this is, hey, look, we know this is kind of. This is out there, you yeah. Know? So just, just like hang with us, and we'll entertain you. Um, and once the sequence gets going, it's got everything, you know. Um, like uh, just like all the big set pieces in the movie, it has multiple endings. Yeah, right. you know, um, <laughs> like when the plane crashes into the warehouse, you don't necessarily think that we're getting an immediate arrest, but like a lot of the stuff happens before Archer finds Caster. Yeah, and even then, they still have to go back and forth with each other for three minutes in a karate fight. <laughs> You know, yeah. Don't forget that Archer also flies a helicopter at the plane. <laughs> That's right. He's like, well, the jeep didn't work. I'll get in a helicopter. That's right. And how did he get in this helicopter? I can't even remember. Like, I, I, how did he end up in that helicopter? I don't remember either. Yeah. He just did. Uh, and then to prevent the plane from taking off, he like lands the helicopter on the tail of the plane. Yes. That's right. <laughs> like, That's right. And that causes him wow. to crash into the warehouse. Yeah, then they crash into the warehouse. Uh, dude. And then th- when the warehouse crash happens, <laughs> like, all oh, the whole, like, the motorcade of the FBI, they all surround it. It's like, yeah. okay, Caster's done, right? Yeah. Well, not exactly. Um, they, they get Pollux. He does a flying leap out of the plane. <laughs> yes, that's right. A sideway double gun blast. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, man, that's such a... Like... When, when he I, goes desperado on this shit. Yeah, and and Hot Fuzz, you yes! know, st- like stole this. This, yes, they did. You know, from I mean, like man, the the idea of like of entering a room or anywhere or jumping out a door with with two pistols and you're flying sideways. <laughs> you know, it's just it's so impractical. It's so not useful. I would hurt myself when I land. Of course right? you would. Of course you <laughs> right? would. You know, I'm not gonna duck and roll out of that. I mean. I'm going to break a rib. My, I'm going to skin my elbow. <laughs> and, and Caster's not dressed for it either, you know, for these kind of commando tactics. Yeah, he should have put that cloak back on. <laughs> you know, protect the skin. Right, right. <laughs> but no, he dives out with his, like, his double gold pistols yeah, and just course. fires, you know. Mm-hmm. And he, he's getting away. Uh, Pollux gets captured, like you said. There's a huge shootout. Yeah. And then Archer shows up. He's landed the helicopter, I guess, and he's here. Right. Um, right. Like you said, they have a... I said... I was going to say face-off. They have a face-off here. They stand... It's a standoff. <laughs> yeah. You know? They've each got one bullet left, apparently. They've been counting. Yeah. And then uh, Caster Troy fires, but there's no bullets left. And then he pretends he's going to give up, and he's crying. And he pulls a knife out, and he's going to fight. Um, Does, is this the first time he ends. sings, uh, I'm ready for the big one, baby? I think so. Okay, yeah. It, it's it's like a... It's a weird thing that happens whenever Caster is about to get killed. Right. And... 
it's Nicolas Cage. I mean, like, like him, the, the, the whole thing where you said about like the, them knowing that like the other guy has one bullet left when Castro says, I know you've only got one bullet left, Sean and Archer goes, so do you. And I'm like, <laughs> you were both counting. <laughs> they're, they're that good. Dave. I, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. You know, uh, but I think uh, Nicolas Cage, I guess, wasn't that good because yeah. he didn't have he a was bullet. Off by one. And Travolta probably knew and was lying to him. Oh, well, okay. Well, so then yeah, that's how good playing. Archer is. Yeah. Ex- oh, man. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I guess, yeah, six years of like no sleep and thinking only about Castor Droy, <laughs> I guess that would, you know, like, like enhance your senses this way. So he's, he's going to pull this knife on him, right? He pulls the knife out and Travolta kicks him. Yep. And he flies into this engine that was turned on during the fight and it blasts him down this wind tunnel, you know, <laughs> 50 feet. Yeah. And he hits this chain link fence and, you know, he's. They've they've got him now. Right. They've rendered him incapacitated. Yes. Essentially. Yeah. So the the day is the day is one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, like in the in essentially the first twenty minutes of the movie, like the villain is captured. Yeah. Well, don't they think he's dead? Yes. They think he's dead because of this. Um. So yeah. Good. Good for them. Right. That's right. Yeah. It, that's you're right. That's important that they they actually thought he he was killed in this in in that jet engine propulsion thing. <laughs> You know, um, and, uh, dude, you you would, oh my gosh. Could you imagine the force of that thing hitting yes. you? You'd be super dead. Yeah. 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 Um, and we, we already saw like in the FBI office, like how the other agents respond to, to Sean Archer. Um, he's, you know, uh, very, he's very much, he's not a good guy to work for. Um, yeah. he's bitter and hostile and he treats people badly and he is, he never smiles, you know, like he's just never in a good yeah. mood. Yeah. He's a horrible boss. You exactly. wouldn't want to work for this guy. Yes. A toxic work environment. Yep. Um, and when he gets back into the office the next day, there's a round of applause when he walks in. The yeah. other agents are like, Hey man, you caught Castor Troy. You yeah, know, here's that's some that. champagne. Yes. Yeah. And he essentially spits on this gesture and, um, yeah. they're all pretty much, you know, like, oh, oh my God, this guy, this guy had never win. Yeah. We can never win with this guy. Yeah. He does list off all the people that had died in the operation, right. which I, that's, that's good. You got to remember like, Hey, we won, but there was a cost. Yes, of course. You know, that's a we good should thing. remember this, but yeah, maybe we could have some cookies and some champagne. Of course. Let, let's get a cake in here from Costco or whatever. Some, you know, like <laughs> right. something we, we can acknowledge the fallen, but at the same time, yeah. look what we were doing for six years. It's gone. It's over. Yeah. You got to have some buttercream, man. You got to, <laughs> yes. you got to do something. Yes. Get everybody some Starbucks. There do you something, go. Exactly. Something easy and impersonal. <laughs> Because that's how you like it, right? Yeah, that's true. The only personal stuff you like is Caster Troy related personal stuff. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, dude. And I love this. Uh, when he walks into his office and he opens up his computer and there's that great like, it's only in the movies FBI interface that has like a, a giant picture of the criminal. And then yeah. like they press one button and the, the whole file is like. You know, it says like deleted or captured or something like that yeah. in big red letters. Like, yeah. like that would actually be something you could activate. <laughs> I, I love it. There's it's, a special button on his keyboard <laughs> yes, that he presses. Exactly, dude. It's like <laughs> Alt F6, <laughs> and it's like turns to captured. <laughs> oh man! I mean, so you could good. configure your keyboard to have a shortcut or something. Oh, you like, could. Yeah, you yeah. could make it happen. I bet he made a special one just for this day. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, and if he did, then he didn't even get to enjoy it because like he's still like bitter as hell. Right. Yeah. What an asshole. Right. And he tells his wife, Eve, played by Joan Allen. She's yes. pretty good in this movie. Joan Allen rules. The put yeah. upon wife, yes. man. And she's dealing with this guy's shit for the last six years. Imagine that. Yeah. And, you know, they don't have a happy marriage. Right. Which we find out pretty quickly. And it's because of this whole Caster Troy business. You know, he can't get past the death of his son, which I don't blame him. That's got to be one of the most difficult things in the entire world. Of course. But you can't treat the rest of your family this poorly because of it. Nope. Um, So she's happy. Like, okay, it's over. And he says, I'm going to be done. I'm going to be here for you and our daughter. Like, things are going to be better now. And, you know, she's happy. Right. You know, of course, because you'd want your husband back. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and then he goes to work the next day and uh, they find out. He finds out that <laughs> oh. Caster Troy is actually alive. He's being held at this clinic. Yeah. Um, For some reason. Right. <laughs> and he knows about the bomb. That, yes. That, like, was planted in the L.A. Convention Center and that only Pollux knows, like, the, the you know, deactivation code. Yep. But he's never going to give it up. Yep. So, um what Sean Archer would normally do in this scenario is like, you know, uh, interrogate the other guys from the gang and, and, you know, find out, uh, get their knowledge. But instead, CCH Pounder <laughs> and Robert Wisdom take him to this lab run by Calm Fiore. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> oh man, they, they tell him essentially that... <laughs> This guy, Confiore's character, Dr. Walsh, has pioneered this procedure um, yes. in which, like, like CCH Pounder just, like, she's standing against the wall with her arms folded. Yeah. And she puts a cigarette out on Castor's, like, you know, like, vegetative corpse. Yeah. Uh, like, he's he's being, you know, kept alive by machines. Yeah. And she just, like, comes out, how would you like to walk into prison as Castor Troy? And he goes, I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, and then Walsh comes in. Well, I do. And I'm like, oh, man, this is a great way to introduce this bullshit. Yes. Um, He has figured out a way to do a face-off procedure, everybody. He can take your face and put it on someone else's body. And he explains that the reason they do this is, is to, like, protect government's witnesses. Yeah. It's it's actually there. There's some use for it, right? Um, Espionage, sure. You know, yeah, which is what they're using it for here, right? Um, <laughs> but like, <laughs> okay, um, I didn't want to do this, but um, let's do it. I know most of our listeners have never seen you and I, yeah. Um, but everybody, just just understand that Scott and I are somewhat physically disparate, yeah. Um, and full disclosure, I'm the Travolta in the scenario. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sense. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I, try to picture the results for, for Scott and I <laughs> if you and I had this surgery, okay? Oh, man. Um, it would be absolutely grotesque. <laughs> you know? Like, if I walked into your house tonight with the same head and body I have now, but I had your face and your haircut, yeah. um, your son would jump out the window <laughs> and call the cops. You know? Because there's just no way he'd buy me as his father, even though I had your face. <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Yes. It's it's pretty absurd. Right. They do like body modification and stuff too, like plastic surgeries to like but you can't it's still How do you make you cannot make no someone else exactly. Our hands are different. <laughs> right. You know? You'd have to alter skeletal structure. Exactly. There's and, no way. Apart from like 
I, yes, and and like the, there's ob- other appendages that, that also you know like <laughs> yes. have some differences. I'm sure everything would have to be different. Yes, and, and they like, explain it with like lasers and computers, which is and I know and they they just barely like explain even like at one point I remember he's like looking at the this is weird comparison. fucking science shit it right is. here. And he says, oh well, the height and height and weight that's uh, that's negligible. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> It's like I looked it up. Like Travolta is two inches taller than Nicolas Cage, which okay, really? Maybe maybe like uh, while they're in a brawl, you can't tell that like they're two inches apart. And yeah, and, but like if they're standing back to back, you could certainly tell. Yeah. And Travolta is about sixty pounds heavier than the other guy. Yeah. And like you said, yes, they they can do uh, liposuction <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But still, man, like the 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 body is going to look different when the clothes come off. Yep. yep. And he has to like pretend that he's like this. Uh, the, his, his wife's gonna know right and they have to explain this fucking like jurassic park science i know i it's know it's like yeah it's like all right let's explain how it works okay here it is everybody take it or leave it dude <laughs> yeah i know if you, if you don't buy this then you can leave the theater it's fine to get a <laughs> right, refund exactly. maybe i'd have bought it like more if like Colm fiore had like a a cane with with a uh, you know like a mosquito like in an the amber, amber mosquito yes, yes. <laughs> He has an English accent. <laughs> I mean, and like my idea to neutralize the nonsensical medical parts of this movie is just as ridiculous. Yeah, right. Yeah. But I'd argue that it's less credibility killing. Yeah. Um, I think that the breakthrough should be some kind of mind transfer serum. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah, um, something like that. Like I, and I fully admit that that's also dumb. But you can't like, call it mind off. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> you, you can't. But you could still call it face off because, like, we yeah. still have different faces. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. And and I know that the mind transfer thing is unrealistic, and it's been done before. But like, we wouldn't have to fret about the physical differences of the two <laughs> actors, and and the intent of the mission would still hold water. Like, yeah. Because the whole point of sending Archer in as Caster is because he knows everything about this man. So just yes. take Archer's consciousness and swap it with Caster's. Yes. I mean, because we see them on the slab. Like <laughs> at one point, one of the one of the doctors is like is like doing a dye job on the hair. Yeah. And and do and like cutting the hair. I'm like, they have a fucking barber on staff. You know, a medical barber came in like from the 1200s, I guess, who did a bleeding and a hairdo. I mean, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy shit. Dude, if I was Travolta, I'd be like, there's no way I'm getting that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The face, it's fine. The hair, no way. <laughs> Give me the raising Arizona. <laughs> exactly, dude. Uh, or the Con Air. Or, or, or exactly. I'll take the Con Air. You know what? I, I think I... Well, that was like uh, next year or something, wasn't it? No, it was it was the year before. So okay, the Con okay. Air would have existed. Right, right. That would have been an option if he had looked through the book and he saw <laughs> yeah, like right. Wild at Heart and like then Con Men's Air. hairstyles. Oh man, I <laughs> love that. I out. loved that photo album. You yes, get it, like super cut. You could have this haircut or this haircut. <laughs> right. You could look like this douchebag or this douchebag. <laughs> anyway. Oh man. But um, so. Yes. Yes. I knew this would be a big part of the discussion. Yes, exactly. Because it just had to be said. You have to. Right. Um, we talk about suspension and disbelief a lot. Yeah. You have to. If you're sitting there the whole time being like, this will never happen. That would never happen. It would right. never do that. 
get watch a fucking different movie then. Uh, yes, you will. You, exactly. you know what you're watching. You, you're you, watching Face Off. You have to just allow yeah. that there, there's some there's some stuff in here that that stretches credibility. You know. <laughs> yes, I didn't see one Mr. DNA video explaining this to me. So <laughs> exactly, it might be a little hard. Right, right. Maybe if BD Wong was there to give us some more, Dude, you know, BD Wong would take this to the next level. Sure, he he always does. <laughs> <laughs> what if they came out of like eggs when they like. <laughs> Ha- like they had their face off procedure, they hatched out of an egg. This is that is so gross, dude. I, I, I'm picturing it now. It, it's oh, like really creepy, dude. Me it's out. like the face, like still healing oh, as it comes through oh, the eggshell. Oh god, looks like Will Poulter. Oh no, in fucking Midsommar. Oh no, dude. Oh, <laughs> dude. dude that's so this is a different movie. <laughs> Fuck. I don't know if I want to watch that one. Oh man. Anyway, so he says, "No, I don't want to do the procedure. That haircut is stupid." <laughs> I'm going to do it old school. Yeah. So he interviews all the other guys, tries right. to get information. He can't. Right. And ultimately has to go back. Like, all right, I'll do it. It's my only option. Yes. Yeah. And one of the people, like the, the, the two, like kind of big, um, uh, suspects that he that interviews. One is Nick Cassavetes um, yeah. as Dietrich. Um, I love him in this. This guy, man, Nick <laughs> Cassavetes. Man. What a great, like, just look he's got. Oh, you know? that bald Mr. Clean head. Yes, yes. Looks good. And under the bare white light bulb from the interrogation yeah, right. room, he's lighting his cigarette. <laughs> I was, like, familiar with Nick Cassavetes back then because of, like, uh, uh, Skinamax. Yeah. He had yeah. done a ton yeah. of those movies. <laughs> and then, um, like, his sister... Uh, Sasha is played by Gina Gershon. Yeah. Um, and she's obviously awesome. And yep. like during her interrogation, like she's not a criminal, but she's just the, the sister of one. Yeah. She, and she had like a relationship with Caster Troy too. That's right. yes. So that's like a thing. Yeah. She's protecting him in a way. Right. Yeah. Um, and she has a, a son who like Archer threatens, you know, like I'm going to yeah. take your son away if you don't like, you know, uh, give me and he's totally out of line like what he's doing right now is is if she had a lawyer there he they to right extract her right that no fuck you get yep. out of here and you i know? don't think this is the first time he's harassed her either yes in the right. last six years he's probably done this several times exactly it's really fucked up yeah uh so really is sean archer the villain is what i want to ask I, well <laughs> I, yeah in this moment he certainly is you know because <laughs> i mean he never even like he, a guy like this who's like thinking, oh, I'm always on the side of right. He's an above the law police officer. That and is like, just that is, the fucking worst. Yeah. You know, stupid. Exactly. I mean, he's, he's essentially just being like, well, he's like his predecessor, J. Edgar Hoover. He's, do- he's doing whatever it takes. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get that collar, man. You know? <laughs> but yeah. So, so he gets nowhere. So he does the face off operation, right? <laughs> he tells his wife again. Um, sorry, honey. Everything I said before was bullshit once again, uh, but I do love you. So bye. But I got to do one last mission. I got to do one more mission. Yeah. And I'm going to be away for a while because the whole, the whole idea of it is he's going to get the face off and they're going to put him in prison and he's going to like walk up to Pollux as caster, get the codes and then they're going to extract him. Right. But just like every fucking mission that, of this kind in this kind of movie, they decide it's better to keep it a total secret. Yep. Only like three people know about it. It's just like Robert Wisdom, CCH Pounder, and John Travolta. They're the only yep. ones who know. Yeah. And, oh man, the, the secrecy of these kinds of missions. How does it help anything? To have, to have it be this much of a secret. It doesn't. Yeah. I don't think this mission deserves that kind of secrecy is is god what the (laughs) is colm fiore the only person working 
at this facility too? Like, That's a ev- great question. He had a staff of dozens helping with the operation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm sure someone was off work that day <laughs> when Caster Troy ruins everything. That's someone had to be on vacation or something and come I back. I am office. really glad yeah. you said that. Actually, <laughs> yes, because I mean, when you are running a medical facility where there are people, even if it's a black site medical facility, there's got to be someone working there. Yes, but like, no, he, he's able to not only like, uh, like wake up out of his coma, but he goes and just starts using the phone. Right, and he knows how to use all the machines. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's watching tape. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, so the, the, they do the procedure and you get to see like the lasers changing the hair and like yeah. cutting the faces off, which is pretty cool, actually. It is. It's really sweet. Yeah. And you see like a, a vacuum, like plastic mold of a face go onto their face and like suction off the skin. It's kind of gross. I love the um, the sound design of the suction. It's oh, like, it's yeah. Like, funk, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes oh man um, uh, it's pretty good and then yeah. they like lower it into like a water bath or yeah. something i guess to preserve it right yeah exactly like like travolta's face is now just going to be like <laughs> sitting on ice until yes. until the mission's over <laughs> oh dude it's it's a success yeah so basically nicholas cage is sitting there laying in a hospital bed with no skin on his face right and just like this white gauze bandaged around his head. I don't know about you, but have you ever used gauze on a wound and then like it starts to heal and it gets stuck yes. in the, can you imagine if that happened to your face? Dude, <laughs> I, I know, I know that this is like a scary visual, you know, and, and it's, and the makeup is really good. Yeah. You could not sit in a chair and smoke a cigarette with all the skin on your face missing. Dude. It's like, it's Frank from Hellraiser, dude. I know, this is I insane. Know. You'd be so vulnerable to every type of infection. And in reality, you'd probably just be on the floor struggling to breathe. Dude, you know? Yes, exactly, right? Ugh. You couldn't move. No, no. You couldn't be going, whoa. <laughs> exactly. He's still doing, <laughs> he's still cutting a promo on this guy <laughs> with no face. Right. <laughs> But he still has lips, apparently. He does. That's fair <laughs> Which enough. Makes no sense. <laughs> the whole time he's talking, I'm like, how can you enunciate all these sounds? And he's smoking a cig. Oh, like, Jesus. dude. I hadn't even considered you're right. He has no lips. That's right. He shouldn't have lips, right? No, no. Because you see the face. Yeah. They were and on they're the on Travolta now. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, wow. You know, that's. That's the biggest, that's the, that, that's the one. The, he has no lips. How is he smoking? How is he talking? How, uh, wow. Could, you can't get a suction without the lips. No way. No way. Dude, I'm so hung up on this bullshit. I know. Because it's, uh, it's, you know, it yeah. has to be talked about. Yeah. It, it is, it is a lot of bullshit. And, and, you know, it leads and yields great things. Yes, It's it just does. that like, you know, when, when, when you really analyze it and kind of go, wow, could this ever, could anything like this right. ever happen? No, this movie was not. not designed to no. be analyzed like this. No, no, exactly. It was designed to be made fun of and have an awesome, good action time. Right. And and I think that even the, the filmmakers and the actors, everybody who worked on it probably had the same conversation oh, that we're having right now. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Everyone knew. Right. Um, and, and they delivered. The yeah, they totally. delivered exactly what they wanted to. Totally. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> which it's, I commend that. You know, we're we're here talking about it now, and we're we're fondly looking back on it. It is. It's high quality bullshit. Exactly. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful garbage, dude. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So yeah, Travolta goes into the prison now, right? And he meets. 
Pollux and uh, he starts like a prison riot and shit to like, <laughs> and I guess we could talk about when he first wakes up as Caster Troy. Yes. So now before he goes to prison, now Sean Archer is being played by Nicholas Cage. Yes. So he he wakes up and sees himself in the mirror and kind of freaks out and he tries to break the mirror, which is a really good reaction you would expect him to have. Of course, like he understands that it's him. But he's actually looking at Caster Troy now, right? And it, and it's him. So it's it, imagine the emotional roller coaster that must feel like, right? The person he hates the most, he has become. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about like physical acting, like recently, and this movie in particular has tons of, of these sequences. But like this moment of him being in the the after surgery, yeah, uh, post op, and they take the gauze off, and he's like exactly. Caster Troy, now. Uh-huh. like Nicolas Cage, it's not they don't put any makeup on him. It's just his face, but he looks weird. He he yeah. looks like someone who has a different face now. <laughs> I don't know how he pulls it off, but like the, the I think the distortion of him looking in the mirror yeah. and this face he makes, I believe he is Sean Archer now as Caster Troy. Yeah, I guess it's the way he's contorting his yes. like the muscles on his face to make it look. Kind of like that, right? Um, yeah, it's it's a great job. Um, like and both actors are really good in this. I know, I know, yeah. but the, these guys really like you know and like you, yeah, it, and it's it's great material for an actor, obviously, to get to play two different characters. Yeah, um, and and also to play a different actor, essentially. Yeah, um, and. It's it's a great reveal after like he he kind of tears up the room from out of it raging out because he's now you know yeah. Caster Troy, um, Robert Wisdom has to like pull him hey no you're Sean Archer you know yep. get that you know you're not the other guy yep and uh, and then like Nicholas Cage opened his mouth and he has John Travolta's voice oh yeah you know <laughs> that's right <laughs> did you guys forget right <laughs> right but no. They, they didn't forget. I guess they have to do like the voice modulation now because yes, yes. apparently they did insert some microchip or something. They, they did. Said. But now they have to configure it. So so you get a scene of him saying like, uh, I love a good peach or some shit like I that. I can eat a peach for hours. Oh, God. <laughs> Vomit in my mouth. And he says it over and over again and eventually it becomes Nicolas Cage's yes. voice. Yes. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. I, I know. It, no one should ever say that sentence. <laughs> it was a sentence that just like, as I said in the intro, I mean like, like the, it's not just the movie, but the whole script. I mean like, yeah. and I can eat a peach for hours has just been there on a shelf in my head for, you know, 27 years now. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Yep. So, <laughs> so he is in the prison though, and it's this super prison with like magnetic boots out of like the Mario Brothers movie. Yes, dude. It's fucking yes. insane. <laughs> They're like, we do this so we can track you. What? Amnesty International doesn't believe doesn't know we exist. You know, uh, yeah. the Geneva John- Convention doesn't exist here. Yes, it's great, man. And like John Carroll Lynch is this prison guard. Fuck yeah. Who just wants to fuck everyone up? Oh, it's awesome, man. dude. I. I <laughs> I remember during quarantine, um, I, I was following John Carroll Lynch on Twitter. Yeah. And he would do these awesome posts where he was uh, like going on nature hikes and nice. he would like recite his favorite Shakespearean sonnets um, like into his camera and then post it on Twitter. Uh-huh. He was an incredibly wonderful actor and yeah. peaceful man. Um, so I love watching him run this black site prison <laughs> and face off yes. as a sadistic guard, you know? 
Is this what he does when Marge Gunderson's out at, at her job? He's got to come here. <laughs> this is, yeah, oh my God, dude. Somebody like, so you went and married old Norm, son of a Gunderson. Is he still running that prison? <laughs> He's like painting on the side. <laughs> He's painting ducks, dude. Awesome. <laughs> dude. But yeah, the, the pr- they're in the prison and he's trying to get Pollux to like reveal where the bomb is. You yes. Know? And he's slowly like becoming Caster Troy in a way. Not it's not like a huge plot point where he is confused on who he is. Right. But there is a moment when he's in a fight and he's like yelling, "I am Caster Troy," yes. and like hitting him. Um, and it feels like he is kind of losing who he is. But they don't really go anywhere with that. It's kind of this one scene. I know because like because the I think the brawl happens like right like in his first day in the in yeah. prison. He he's walking over to he's gonna go say hi to Pollux because he spots him. Yeah. And that's when Dubov gets in his way. Yeah. Um, and there's this big brawl. And uh, like Dubov is getting the better of him during the fight. And it's only when like Caster like looks at his brother, he gets this like Nicolas Cage face and he like, <laughs> he starts like licking the blood. He's like, yeah. ah, he's baring his teeth. And then he comes back and he goes, you watch your fucking mouth. And, and it's, <laughs> you watch your fucking mouth. And it's just like, he turns into Nicolas Cage. Dude. Um, and like, and, and you know that it's inside. He's John Travolta. You yeah. Know? Um, right. The actors get to impersonate one another throughout the film, as we said, and that's one of the best parts of the whole experience. Yeah. Like when you consider how many layers there are in these performances, um, you start to lose the path, and I mean that as a compliment, mm-hmm. um, because like there's, this is one of the many great moments in this movie when each man realizes that they're not acting sufficiently like the guy they're supposed to be, and so <laughs> they go a little deeper with it, and then you remember they're still the other man inside. Yep, and. Like that that moment where he like looks at Pollux and just has this like teeth bearing thing and he's like, ah. yeah, and then there's uh-huh. like a little uh, like cord on the score and he's like he gets up and he just starts wailing on this dude yep. and uh, Chris Bauer as Dubov you know start just gets his ass handed to him in the second half of this fight oh yeah oh yeah um, and this is awesome too because Chris Bauer and Nicolas Cage would brawl again two years later in eight millimeter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's sweet, man. Yep. This movie predicts a few things, It I does, guess. exactly. I guess, I guess like, <laughs> Dubov gets out and becomes Machine. Was that his name? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage plays 8mm? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, awesome. John Leguizamo plays Microwave. Well- <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Joaquin Phoenix's name in, in that movie is Max California. <laughs> that's real though. Right? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that's his Christian name, but, okay, but yeah, yeah, right. He runs a porn store. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> um, anyway, we're in prison and he ultimately gets Pollux to tell him like reveal where it is. Cause they're having like this kind of secretive conversation right. where they're not, he's not straight out saying, Hey, where's the bomb? I forgot. Right. He's saying like, oh, they're going to really love it when it happens. Right. It, it, I wish it was in like some other location. I don't know. And then he reveals, well, I guess the L.A. Convention Center is just going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, now he knows. And he's like, oh, I got to get this information out. And then I'm going home to my wife. Now, before this happens, <laughs> b- b- before like the he says, you know, the yes. L.A. Convention Center, there's a moment. I think Pollux, I think he suspects a face off. He might. Yeah. He's very smart. Yes. Because later, when he gets out, mm-hmm. 
he seems like he's he's totally fine with everything and he knows what happened. Right. Like right. he just there's not even a scene where they tell him about it. No. Like it's just he knows. Right. Because he's that smart. And like he, he he's like I've to, heard about this face-off technology. <laughs> yeah, I think this is it. Maybe he actually is. Maybe like, he developed it, it's and possible. then he defected to like a terrorist group. You know, yeah. Maybe Colm <laughs> Fiore was like crooked, and he he you know like stole. <laughs> he's the, on the take. Yes, yes. Uh, he stole Pollux's research, and yeah. like because I mean like when when <laughs> after this when he when he they're having this conversation, and when it begins, Caster's like I don't even know why uh, you know that guy jumped me like he did. And he goes, yeah. Oh well, you had a sex sandwich with his wife and sister the night he was thrown in here, and then he says something about like their medication. He goes, What was my medication? Yeah, yeah. And right. I, I'm looking, I'm like. Does he think this is Sean Archer? Yeah. Why, why are you questioning right. this, your brother? Right. <laughs> I mean, you can never suspect a face-off. I mean, that would be the last thing I would right. think is happening. Right. Like you said, like, if you came in here as me, my son would be <laughs> yes. like, that's not you. Exactly. Yes. You know, it's a pod person. <laughs> yes, exactly. It, yes. It, he got body snatched. Yes. It, this or is face not off. One of the Something two. Something is amiss. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, he suspects it. Right. Somehow. But yeah, and like while this is all happening, like we said, Caster Troy wakes up in the lab without his face, with his lips. Right. And <laughs> he has the operation reversed onto him, right? He forces it to happen. Like, he forced make this me guy Sean Archer. at gunpoint to make him John Travolta. Right, because he did call his two like lead, lead goons in yes. to help. Yes, And in this lab where not even a security guard is working... <laughs> ridiculous like, ridiculous like he comes in and says hey make me sean archer and then he does there has to be someone working at a medical facility where you're storing people <laughs> to at least check their vital signs i mean like it's if you have people overnight at a medical facility someone's got to be there to keep watch right exactly so sean archer is in the prison now and yeah. he has the information he needs uh-huh. and he's gonna he wants to get out and he's gonna do that but he finds out that he can't because John Travolta shows up it, as Caster Troy. Yes. Or he is Caster Troy now. Yes. He shows up at the prison and they are in the same room together. But now they're the other person. Yes. And you get a really great scene of Travolta being Caster Troy. Mm-hmm. And he is rubbing it into his face like, hey, dude, I'm you now. And I get to go fuck your wife. And I get to go do this. And I get to go run the FBI. And you're stuck in this prison. And I killed everyone. And nobody knows about it. (laughs) And he is eating it. Dude, like, he is just gleaming. Yep. He's like, dude, you thought you had me? No, I got you now. And it's (laughs) like, it's just a showcase for John Travolta to... Not only play Caster Troy, but to play Nicolas Cage. Yep. And, you know, he walks in. And, and I, I love the score at this moment. When when the door opens and reveals John Travolta standing there, it goes... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he struts yep. in and just starts doing that Ric Flair thing again. He, he says, he's like, you're good looking. And, <laughs> and at one point, he, like, licks his face. I just... Oh, my God. That oh. face. I just can't... And... He's he's doing the 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 Caster Troy performance like just just exactly the way we saw Nicolas Cage in that opening sequence. Oh yeah, you know, and he's he's kind of note perfect in in every part of it. Yeah, and then you get to see Nicolas Cage play the desperate Sean Archer now. Yep, and he's like, uh, 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 
he goes into this weird thing that like Sean Archer hasn't done before where it's, it's now Nicolas Cage as Sean Archer trying to like somehow channel John Travolta, but not quite being there because he doesn't know yet. So he's just going, uh, uh, yep. and, and oh, man, it's like, it's, it's agonizing, but it's also hilarious. And this is this is a piece of art. It's really good. Yes, it's a, it's a great scene. <laughs> this is where it like kicks off everything. Yeah. Like the movie's already been kicked off like sixty times, yeah, right? right? But this is where like the real meat of everything starts. Uh huh. Because now it's like, all right, the plan went awry. Yep. And you're in this impossible situation. How do you get out of this? Right. How do you fix things? Right. This is the rest of the movie. We got to set things right. And I love that moment in movies where, where like you just said, um, like you, you've been given an impossible task and now we have to figure out a way to do it. And you, the audience, you don't have a plan. Uh, right. You're just sitting there going, oh, God, I'd be screwed. Well, that, that's <laughs> it for me. <laughs> you know? Right. I guess I'm John Carroll Lynch's <laughs> bitch the exactly. rest of my life. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll let me talk to Marge at some point. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, dude. But yeah. Oh, it's, it's a wonderful scene. Uh-huh. Um, and then you get a scene of, Travolta going around now, you know, he's Sean Archer or he's Caster Troy. He's Caster Troy yeah. playing Sean Archer. Yes. yes. <laughs> and he goes back home to his wife <laughs> who, who they are not on good grounds. You right. know, they've just fought and uh, she's, she hates his guts right now. Right. He's once again, went on another mission after he said he wouldn't. Uh, so he comes home and he drives by the house because he doesn't know which house it is, yeah. actually. <laughs> and he sees his wife, and then he's like, oh, shit. And he gets out, and he is not acting like Sean Archer, right? He's acting like Caster Troy. The body language, the way he's speaking, just everything. He's completely different. Yeah. And his wife is like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah. And he's flirting with her and, like, touching her ass and trying to kiss her and all yep. this stuff. She's kind of into it a little bit because he's... You know, being, I, I was going to say sweet, but he's not being real sweet about things. Right. He's being very, very forceful and uh, disgusting about, about all these things. Yeah. But uh, she hasn't seen any kind of, probably any kind of romantic advances towards her in years. Right. He's showing interest yeah. for the first time in forever. And and yeah, she, she doesn't quite know how to react to it <laughs> because it's like he's got different, he's got a different move set th yeah. than, than what she was used to. Right. Yeah. Um, like, I mean. <laughs> Is this what mission he went on? Like how to, how to sex up your wife mission? Exactly. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because when, when she let when you know, the other night she was married to Tommy Dreamer. And now here's Rob Van Dam coming in. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. Um, like and like <laughs> he's the, the whole thing, too, of like he, he sexualizes her. And like we're seeing that like the camera is seeing like even Joan Allen in a different light now. Right. Like, it's, yeah. it's focusing on like her physicality. It's got a very male gaze now. Yes. Yes. You, you, there's a close up on like her, her ass as she's walking away. And he says something to her. He gives her a line. He's like, oh, Eve, I hate to see you go, but I'd love to watch you leave. <laughs> Which is like not a something that Sean Archer would ever say to his wife or anyone. Um, Caster Troy would yeah. because he's good at giving lines. Right, yeah. You know. Oh, yep. And, and he's got moves. And she kind of likes that. Yeah. She's like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Right, but she's a doctor and she has to go, so she's, you know, right. like, okay. So then he goes in the house and he reads her diary. Yep. Um, 
as a practical move in some ways because right. he has to figure out how to like you know become Sean Archer. Right. Um, but he it's it's a real funny moment where she he reads the entry where she made about like oh we were supposed to have date night and it fell flat and he didn't show up and we haven't had sex in so long and he goes oh god what a fucking loser. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm assuming he—that's the view he had of him before. Oh yeah, like this guy's yeah. a fucking loser. I yes. hate this guy. Right. You know. And right. yeah, this just confirmed it. <laughs> and and he's like, like you said, he needs to become convincing, mm-hmm. right? So he needs to know how yeah. to be. Like he can still be Caster Troy, but he has to be believable as Sean Archer. Yes. Um. But now he's got this like in his back pocket. Like, hey. If I really want to go for it, I got all the, the ammunition I need. Now oh yeah, with mm-hmm. the wife. So, right. Um, God, and then he goes into his daughter's room. Oh, this scene, which oh, is my God. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, this is a problem for me. Yes. Um, um we've we're continuing with a near incest episode here. Yes. Uh, but uh, it's not real. Right. But it's um. There's a lot of implied it's a incest face-off in this movie. version. Of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yes, Dominic Swain is in her underwear and like a tank top. Right. And she's on the phone with her boyfriend or somebody. Yes. And Travolta opens the door and is, and is standing there just like eyeing her. Yep. It's pretty gross because you know that this is Archer and his daughter. Even though you know it's Castor Troy, it's still like, ugh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. It's it's a, it, We know that this is like the, uh, father and daughter. And he says, oh, the plot thickens <laughs> as he walks in. And he sees her there and he's just like, oh, fuck. And, and I mean, like he, she, she says, what are you doing in my room? And he goes, uh, I don't think you understand, Jamie. Uh, you have something I crave. Uh, and he starts getting flirty with her. He gets real close to her, too. They're he's like crowding almost, her they're space. Touching, and he like leans in, but he kind of reaches around her and grabs yeah. the cigarettes off. And he's the got dresser. her against the, the, the dresser. Yeah. In her like underwear. Chests are touching, basically. Yes. Oh, and he gets the cigarettes, and that's right. what he was going exactly. for, people. Right. But not really. I know. Yeah. Because, like, that moment still happened. Yeah. And she is now, like, traumatized because, oh, my God, Dad got flirty with oh me. Oh, my God. And he's standing in the doorway, and he lights up a cigarette. And he's like, yeah, a lot of things are going to change around here. Ugh. And he, he, like, lights it up. He's like, I won't tell Mom if you don't. Right. You know? Right. What the fuck, dude? And then he says... Papa's got a brand new bag and it's playing the song. Papa's got a brand new bag. And I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, Mrs. Doubtfire bullshit is this? I know. I know dude. dude. Why would a goth teenager be listening to James Brown? I don't know. Other than just so that we can like have a crescendo of, of John Travolta saying, Papa's got a brand new bag. Yeah. And like, and you know, Oh God. And, and one thing, I, I got to tell John Woo, uh, you know, about, about his business here. He's a world-class filmmaker, and I'm a podcaster. So yeah, get right. ready, John. Uh, uh, y- you missed an opportunity here. Because, um, like, when you, we see Travolta strutting out of the room after saying Papa's got a brand new bag, it's John Travolta, a world-class dancer. We should have seen him do some fancy footwork. Here. Oh, dude, yeah. You know, that would have been wonderful. Um, instead, he's just, like, kind of, like... Uh, you get, like, a swagger walk. Yeah, a little yeah. bit of something, right. Yeah. But we all know the point is John Travolta can really dance and you have to take advantage of that when, when the scene calls for it. And the character would do that. Caster Troy would definitely know how to like, you know, do some moves. Right. After he gives the line, you get a little shuffle and then you're out. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude. Missed opportunity. Absolutely. We need to make a, a, like a new cut of the film. (laughs) Do some reshoots, things like that. Uh huh. Uh, yeah. But now we see Pollux gets released from prison uh, because 
uh, the tables have turned, yeah. right? And he kind of gives a look to Archer, who's in the prison now. <laughs> like, hey, motherfucker, I'm out. <laughs> I love it. He goes, he goes bye, bro. Because <laughs> he hates when he calls him bro. Yeah. I just love Alexander Navola's bye, bro. And, and like the little wave and everything. It's fucking great. Yeah. Um, and then now you get Castor Troy as Travolta playing him. Yep. And you get Pollux in the same room, like yeah. in an interrogation room. And he turns the camera off, you know, so that they could actually talk his brothers. Uh-huh. And he's like, you need to give up the bomb location. That way I can look like a hero. And, and then... We'll be able to take control of the FBI. Right. Stuff. It's like, we've got a bigger game now. It's a great plan. Yeah. You know, they go for it. Yeah. And and th- there's a moment in this scene, too, where, like, John Travolta gets to, like, make fun of himself. He says to, to Pollux, you know, hey, you need to look past this uh, this ridiculous chin I have. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And at one point, Pollux says... Well, now only I have the good looks. Uh-huh. So, like. Yes, that's right. Because, cause, yeah, uh, Cash says, you're not the only one in the family with the brains. And he goes, no, but now I am the only one with the looks. <laughs> Fuck these guys. I, know, I hate these guys. I, I, I they kind, suck. I kind of love them. Oh. I, I, I kind of, just because I, I just love the, the way they, um, they're both like, um, like sort of fancy gentlemen, yes, but yes. but they're like total hoods, you know. I I, I just love that aspect of it because like he's sitting there, he, he's he's demanded like uh like a tongue sandwich, yeah, and and like other fancy foods, probably some caviar and everything, and he's, he's just like taking advantage of the FBI at every turn, uh-huh. and he's he's like got great taste in in the arts and culture, and but yeah, yeah he's a terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> So ultimately, he does go and uh, defuse the bomb. Yeah. They find out where the bomb is. It's a huge thing. You know, everyone's there. SWAT, bomb squad, feds, everybody's there. It's the L.A. Convention Center yeah. with a bomb, right? So John Travolta walks in where these guys are trying to defuse the bomb. And it's basically like, well, you guys go. I'll, I'll deal with it. Yep. And they're like, okay. FBI guy with no bomb training. I know. In, in a suit, <laughs> some, some guy walks in. Like, Yeah. I mean, and he... I mean, look, wouldn't everybody suspect something? I mean, like, if, you know, he defuses the bomb with one second left or whatever. And it it shows him, like, just, you know, casually taking off his sweater and, you know, lighting a cigarette. And then he, like, kind of sits down, (laughs) opens it up, punches the code in. It doesn't work (laughs) the first time. And he's like, huh. And he tries it again and it works. So, which I don't understand what that what the point of that was. Yeah, I, um, I don't know. Yeah, I guess to build some kind of tension, but it it really didn't. It doesn't build any tension because like two the seconds not later, tense at all. No, it's not designed to be tense. It's designed the, to be humorous almost. I know because even like the 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 interface that Pollux built on the bomb too. Yeah, with, with like the the sexy lady going ooh, you know, like it's <laughs> almost like a phone sex ad. Yeah, and then on the the number pad where you, where you key in your code. Yeah, it's got little flames that come up from the number when you yeah, touch to it. mark the one you touch yeah. yeah um they really went all out on this you mm-hmm. know and yeah there is no tension to it and there's no point in him like getting the code wrong the first time yeah. and then looking at it weird for two seconds and then re-entering the code and now it works right yeah uh pretty dumb yeah we, we complain about that a lot in movies when yeah. you get the oh no for 10 minutes it didn't work now right. let's try this again right and, oh yeah no stupid right um but yeah, now he's a hero, everybody. He saved the day, uh-huh. um, and he's a huge hero, and that's their plan. You know, he's 
He's like the most famous FBI agent in the world. He's going to get special appointments. He's going to have power over everything. Right. The president called him. And, <laughs> yes. um, and the, the president and his wife calls him at the same time. Uh-huh. And he says, tell the president he's going to have to hold. Nice. <laughs> N- nice. <laughs> because he wants Eve, man. Yeah, yeah. And when they get home, like when, when Eve comes back from her day at work, we know what happened at Sh- with Sean. Um, yeah. But there's like uh, like a, a fancy feast there. He's it, got candles everywhere. Candles all over the place. It's uh, like got this mood lighting. There's there's lobsters for dinner, um, yeah. and like some kind of like really nice looking tortellini and everything. Yeah, romantic music. Like, yes. Yeah, it's all out. He he did a he like did a full date night. You know, yeah. whining and dining. Right. At one like like he's he's she's telling him she's asking him about his day and he says you know talked about like what you said about like that the president called and said that you know oh I get I have carte blanche now I can do whatever I want you know yeah. and then he's like you know giving her a foot massage and and you know he's yeah. really you know like laying the groundwork I mean and she even though they're fighting this could be a gesture of apology even like right, hey, fight- I, I yeah. realize I haven't been here for you yeah exactly I know we haven't had romantic evenings like this in six years probably yep, yep. it's been a very long time. I've taken advantage of you and your trust and took her for granted. T- I took you for granted right. to, to an extreme. Yep. Um, and I'm, I want to make up for it and change things. Right. And she feels that. I mean, that's what she wants. Yeah. He's still being Caster Troy about things a little bit. Right. You know, a little offensive and not as tasteful as you can be. <laughs> but um, she goes with it, you yeah. know, because this is what they need to reconcile. And even though he is being very Castro Troy about it, he's still being attentive. And that's more than, than that's what? more than Sean Archer ever did. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. For six years. Yes. He's noticing her and they, they end up, you know, making love. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. You um, don't get like a big sex scene or anything, but that's what happens. Right. Exactly. We see yeah. the start of it. And, yeah. and we know that like, you know, uh, we, we juxtapose that with now cutting back to the prison and seeing the real Sean Archer. <laughs> now Nicholas Cage, uh, uh-huh. wondering what the hell he's going to do. Yep. And so what he does is he beats up a guard and steals a cigarette from him. That way he can get lobotomized or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because Machine is upstairs right now getting lobotomized. (laughs) And and he, like, it's weird because, like, Thomas Jane is one of the other prisoners in the the movie. And, like, Archer is like, how do I get out of here? Like, he just asked him, how do I get out of here? He goes, "Uh, well, um, here's what you do. You can get shock treatment upstairs. Right. I don't know how that's a plan. He wants to know how you get your boots off. Oh, that's what it is. And he's yeah, like, well, right. they only take them off when they shock you or yes. before you go right. or something like right. that. Um, so, yeah. he he. This happens within like 30 seconds of I movie know, time. I know. Like he steals a cigarette, then immediately, all right, lobotomy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, this escalated quickly. <laughs> And uh, yeah, he, he goes out, they go up there and like Joe Bob Briggs is running this lobotomy uh, studio and uh, you see Chris Bauer like just getting shocked. He's like got vomit all over him uh-huh. and everything. It's so gross and disgusting. They have two chairs, by the way. I know. I know. They've got so many lobotomies to do that they need two. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Jeez, we can't keep up with this workload. <laughs> Yeah. Well, government spending, I guess. Yeah, you know? that's true, right? Yeah. Um, and like he, they sit him down, and he, he, like, <laughs> he stalls for a little bit of time. He's like, "Hey, hey, ask John Carroll Lynch, can I get a light for my cigarette?" 
he um, actually lights his cigarette. And he does. Him. He gives he gives him that much like and um and when they're setting up the the lobotomy stuff, he looks at Dubov on the ground and says, "Hey, listen, Dubov, I, I didn't touch your wife or sister." You know, um, essentially like he's yeah telegraphing, "Hey, get up and help me with this daring escape." Yes, and um, Dubov does. Yeah, a guy who was just zapped in the brain yeah. for, it could have been hours. Right. I don't know how long he was in there. Right. Understands this hidden code to attack. It's it's pretty far-fetched. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty far-fetched. It's worse than the face-off procedure. It, you're right. It's it's on the same level. Because, um, I mean, what then transpires is, yeah, <laughs> the two of them, like, like they attack everyone. Yeah. In, who, and the prison guards are armed. Like they have yes, some kind of you know, guns and yes. tasers. They got everything. Right. And then the other guys downstairs, the other inmates, they just kind of like envelop the guards down there. So I can understand them like being, uh, you know, they, they can figure it out. Yeah. And like at some point during the riot, Archer can go over and he like he like deactivates all the, the magnetic boots. Right. So, so everyone's kind of free now. Yes. Yeah. Um, so now it's it's like full scale, you know, everything. There's a bunch of chaos going on. And in the chaos, Dubov like ends up like. Uh, you know, Archer tries to save him, but he can't because he, right. you know, he falls to his doom. Yeah. yeah, he falls off the level and goes into the bottom. Okay, so he falls over like a ledge. Yeah, and they're holding a rifle, like you know. Oh like, yeah, like Nicholas Cage is up at the top holding like the muzzle, kind yes. of. Yes, and um, Dubov. Dubov, he's hanging on the bottom, like on the butt of the gun. Yeah, and Nicholas Cage is like, "Give me your hand." No, both grab the gun and pull. Yes. You idiot. Uh, yes, I, I know. Come I, on. I know. Exactly. And and you know, when when you see the gun barrel starting to slip through. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, why don't you just grab it with your other hand? The sight is is like oh, gonna, gonna, it's gonna really cut through his finger. Oh my a little god. Bit. Can Ooh. you imagine? Because like the weight of Dubov is coming down on this gun. Oh yeah. I mean, in the first place he they wouldn't be able to hold on like this anyway. There's that but, uh, part of it. If well, you're gonna go yes. that far, you might as well <laughs> yes. keep, go farther. Uh, yeah, that's true. But, uh, right, you're right. But yeah, ultimately can't save him and he falls. Oh, that, that's man. happened in other films too, where um like someone says, Give me your other hand and it's like or you know, like the yeah. hand that's down here, like swing up and give that's yeah. that's gonna pull me down. Right. I mean, even exactly. even if you can somehow make contact, there's no way I'm gonna be able to support both like the weight of you like that. Yeah. I, it's a stupid plan, <laughs> you know? And look, I don't know what I'd do I'm, in that scenario. I, I was <laughs> just about to say, I've never been cliffhanging before. Exactly. So I don't know, yes. Dude. Yes. Thank, thank God that's never happened to me. But like, if it ever does, I'll know not to ask. You'll that know question. the technique. You yes. Know? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, so he, they're escaping and uh, he gets out to like the top uh-huh. and it re- it's revealed. This prison is like an oil rig out in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> yes. And now he's fucked. Right. Right. <laughs> he gets up. He's on a helipad. There's no helicopter or anything. And he's just like looking at the expanse of the ocean. Yep. Like, what, what are you going to do? You can't do anything. I mean, and the only move that he's able to do is like, because now a chopper does start chasing him. Yes. Like it rises up like where yeah. the helipad is. Oh, it's it's an attack. Jo- yes. <laughs> like this Apache it's comes out. on Huey. This <laughs> is like chasing this one guy. And. <laughs> it's shooting at running him. and jumping yes. off the thing oh, my oh God. yeah it's full on and and, and <laughs> you know like um this helicopter too like they really shit the bed because when he jumps off of the helipad into the ocean they would have had to have seen him come up for air at some right. point yeah and swim to shore but but somehow his body hasn't been recovered never isn't recovered do they even reveal how he got back no he just shows up at that valet parking uh, facility <laughs> 
Richard Edson gives him some keys and he's out, dude. Dude, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's also a cool part when he's inside it still and he like throws a jar of acid at some guys and then fires at it and oh, then explodes. Oh, that's a badass I'm stunt. I'm like, dude. Yeah. What? How would you think of that move? Good I mean, idea. That's a good question, dude. <laughs> How do you think of that move? Because <laughs> he throws it. And th- that- Why don't you just shoot each guard? Instead well, of grabbing a vial of acid and tossing it. I mean. And firing at that. You know. <laughs> How much time did you waste? <laughs> uh, wow. I, I, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of left speechless by, by your question. Um, I, I don't know the answer. Because like. <laughs> we don't even need an answer. We, we, we don't. Um, but I, I'm now thinking about it. Because like as cool as the move was. And that was kind of what I was reacting to. was like, Man that was badass. But then I was like. Well wait. Why would he do that? It's very impractical. It is. Yes. There's just no way With anyone movie, would have. you don't ask why. No. No. You, 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 you can't. just say okay. Because that's like you said earlier. That's all you'd be doing. Yeah. Like. The whole time. Right. Because <laughs> nothing in this movie is practical. <laughs> so he, he jumps into the ocean. And it's real stunt work. Yeah. Like, you see these non-Nicholas Cages <laughs> jumping <laughs> and these non-Travoltas Dude. flying through the air. The, the, the stuntmen <laughs> in this movie are visible everywhere. Yes. I mean, and there's an infamous scene toward the end when they're flying through the, the air. The boat? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? I know. I know. One of them's got a ponytail. They don't even have the, have the haircuts are different. <laughs> When you give someone an iconic Nicolas Cage little boy haircut, they have to look the same. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they need that wig. And I mean, like, my, my personal favorite one comes during later when they do this mirror spot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, there's the, the inclusion of the stuntman was totally unnecessary in this moment because, like, when the two men shoot through the mirror and land on their backs, Travolta's stuntman does this scene for some reason. But he doesn't, like, fall and land. The camera just cuts to Travolta simply laying on the ground, firing a weapon, and it's just not John Travolta for some reason. (laughs) And I'm like, why was a stuntman necessary? He's laying on the ground. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's Uh, all the whole movie, even from the get go. It's like, wow, that stuntman. Is doing great work, yes. but that's a stuntman. But it's definitely not one of the two actors. Right. You know? So when you see him jump off this rig, it's just this guy with a ponytail flying <laughs> through the air. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It is. It's great. It's phenomenal, man. <laughs> so he swims 4,000 miles to shore. Yes, I know. And I guess the helicopter ran out of gas or something. <laughs> I don't know. And we cut to the FBI office, and it's got one of my favorite Travolta moments where he's he's like walking through, and he he had had to visit his son's grave with Joan Allen earlier. Yeah. And he right. walks in, and he and they're like, "Oh, you're late, sir." And he's like, "Oh, yes. Well, my son's birthday." And they 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 go, "Well, this will cheer you up, Chief. Castor Troy is dead." And he goes, "Ah, oh, his body." I want to see his body. Where's his body? And and they go, well, he hasn't been recovered yet. He goes, it hasn't been recovered yet. It's totally Battlefield yes. Earth. Oh, yeah. I wrote it down. Oh, you did? I okay. was like, dude, that's <laughs> Terrell going insane. Just, I mean, wow. What you need in this is a lick my bunghole motherfucker. <laughs> that's what you need in Face Off. 
It's in the wrong movie. It is. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I I love the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, the original so much, the yes. Walter Matthau version. Yes. And when I saw the new one with Travolta and Denzel, I was just like, lick my bunghole, motherfucker. Are you fucking serious, movie? <laughs> I yes. Mean, yes. Wow. Yeah. And to hear it in that Turl voice, too. At least just... Denzel didn't have to say that well, trash. If, I, I bet he looked... If it, if it <laughs> he was... was like, I'm not reading this. Exa- I'm not doing that. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm not going to ruin my career. Travolta can ruin his. It's fine. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> it's shit. already kind of going down, you know? <laughs> but oh. yeah, that's great. Because yes. he's like, all right, they say he's dead. But is he really? Right. Because I know Sean Archer very yeah. well. Mm-hmm. I am him right now. Right. <laughs> so. Right. And he, he has this like um, like moment where he, he, where he turns into Castor Troy again because like Jamie Denton and Margaret Cho are the two agents who are there. Yeah. Uh, and like she, she goes, well, but sir, you know, he, he was in the he was he was in the ocean. He jumped to his death and he and he goes, oh, please, please. You must trust me. He's already here. And he caresses her face. <laughs> oh. Not in the Scientology way, but in like just like like a, a pervert way. A perverted way. Yeah. Exactly. It's really inappropriate. Yes. And he earlier did that that ass grab thing to the secretary as well. Yes. When Joan Allen was on the phone holding. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. I, I can't believe the whole room didn't go, um, did the boss just like feel her butt? That that's <laughs> we right. all saw this. Let's call HR right, right now. now. Yes. Yep. Um, but I guess it's okay. It was 1997, so yeah, that that kind of thing was uh, still like you know pretty pervasive. You could get away with some of it. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Nicholas Cage gets to shore, right? Mm-hmm. He he steals a valet car, and then he needs some help, right? Right. So where does he go? He goes to Nick Cassavetes <laughs> and Gina Gershon. Yeah. He goes to meet him. Hey, uh, I need your help. Basically, we're gonna we're gonna get Sean Archer. And the reason I <laughs> laughed it was because you said he needs to go to Nick Cassavetes. <laughs> Established thing, you know, dude. I mean, you've got to. You do right? in this movie. In he's got what you need, right? You know? <laughs> I'm sure there's thousands of people in LA who uh-huh. are like, I've got to get the Knicks. Exactly. Yes, <laughs> that guy will help me out. You know, Dietrich has the stuff, <laughs> and he goes there, and he lives in like uh, Lee Woo Jin's house. Yes, you know, it's like that's another example. There's like a second floor in the center of this building. Amazing. Made out of like scaffolding and glass. It's just not a house. No, it's a nightclub. Right. It's it's a pl- and there's like there's like a little bit of raised platforms where there's like beds. Yeah. And maybe like a um I don't know, screens for for a little bit of privacy, I guess, for when you're getting dressed, but that's it. Yeah. These villains, man. They live in lairs instead of homes. I can understand homes. the appeal of being a villain. You want a place like this, you I know? I guess, yeah. Af- affordable housing. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to afford it is to be a bad guy. I know, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Which is true in real life, apparently, too. I know, I know. And and these kind of bad guys are much more appealing than the kind of bad guys who run things. You yes, know? that's true. Uh, because these guys are actually like helping their community. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, and giving back in some ways. Um, yep, they're like burning CDs for people. <laughs> <laughs> in 97, that's what you did. Yes, of course. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and this this scene here, this is my personal favorite Nicolas Cage moment in the movie. He's sitting there with Nick Cassavetes and the other goons. And Kirk Baltz uh, from Reservoir Dogs, the guy who plays Marvin Nash, is one of the goons. Yeah. It's Cage doing Sean Archer, doing Caster Troy 
while he tries to withstand what these drugs are doing to him. Yeah. All the great stuff about like he like they ask him, well, well, how do you know his his security code? He goes, because I sleep with his wife. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And then it's followed by this maniacal laughter. Yeah. It's really impressive work because like there's only been one other person I've seen do this kind of laughter this expertly. And you're not going to believe this because it's going to be, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Oh, yeah. When yeah. you watch Seinfeld and she starts going, she's yeah. going, <laughs> like, like she really she's sells good. it. Yeah, she's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, he's achieving Julia Louis-Dreyfus work in this scene because like he's really like to the point where he can't breathe because he's laughing so hard. It's a great moment of like someone portraying someone on drugs while trying to maintain composure. Yeah. And you know? be someone else. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, and so he tells them like, that's the plan. We're going to get him. Yep. Um, but what are we going to do? And he says, well, I want to take his face off. <laughs> and you get like a scene of a, it's a couple minutes long of them all going face off. He wants to take his face off. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And and Nick Asavelli says, no more drugs no for more, that guy. No more drugs for that man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I love his I love his gesture to Kirk Baltz where he goes, like, you just did it, where he's yeah. like, the face off. And then he does like a miming of like taking a face off of, of a head. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's a very theatrical gesture that he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just Nick Cassavetti's in this movie. It's very just, Shakespearean. It's like he's it holding is. the skull, you know. Yes, it's, it's great. He's doing Hamlet, right? <laughs> but then Gina Gershon shows up um and is like, hey, what are you doing here? And we find out uh, her son is Castor Troy's son. Yes. Also, but no one knew. She was the only one who knew apparently. Right. And now because Nicholas Cage is Sean Archer and he had a son who was like the same age and had the same dopey haircut. <laughs> it's the little moppet. It's Jonathan Taylor Thomas bullshit. <laughs> he sees Castor Troy's son and it's like a spitting image almost. Uh-huh. And they're the same age and whatever. And, he feels something for this kid. Like, oh man, this kid's in a horrible situation. He reminds me of my son. Um, and he, he wants to protect this kid now. Right. <laughs> right. Um, and it's believable. And it, it, it is. It, yeah. You know, and it's very, it's very sincere. And, and, and he even like did this thing where he, before the reveal happened about the son, he says to Gina Gershon, I've said and done some things that have made your life harder. And for that, I'm sorry. Right. He actually apologizes, which is wonderful. Yes. Um, and he's apologizing as Sean Archer, even though she doesn't know it. Right. Um, yeah. He's apologizing for making her life a living hell as an FBI agent. Exactly. But she's reading it as, okay, Castor Troy, who's made my life shitty, yep. is apologizing. Yep. Okay, good. And she accepts it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like before all this happens, uh, there's another scene with Travolta and his daughter. Yes. Um, yes. She pulls up in a car with Danny Masterson. Holy and shit. Once again, predicting the future, he tries to sexually assault someone. It's just, it's just amazing. Um, You're watching this scene going, oh yeah. my fucking God, Danny Masterson, who is thankfully behind bars right now. Yes. Travolta kicks the car window out, like just pummels the guy. Yeah. Like, don't touch her. You right. Know? Um, and then he teaches his daughter, if that happens again, let him take his pants off and stick this knife in his leg and twist it. <laughs> it's <laughs> And she gives he gives her this fucking like butterfly knife, yeah. dude. He's, at first, he says, do you have protection? <laughs> she's like, what, like condoms? And he's like, no. And he flips out that blade. Uh-huh. Protection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You know, because Papa's got a brand new bag, Dave. He's got to do this. He's protecting his daughter. The scene ends with her excitedly going upstairs with the knife, and he sits back in his recliner with a cigarette hanging out of his lips going, I am the king. Oh. I was like, wow. Wow. You know, it's just badass Caster Troy stuff, you know? It's so bad. (laughs) It's good. This movie is the definition of so bad it's good. It really I mean, is. Because it goes there. It, it yeah. understands what it is and it knows how preposterous and everything everything we've been talking about. Like it yeah. it is fully aware that you think it's stupid. Right. And it just goes it just goes for it. And it's it's well made. Like of course. it's not like an amateur production. This is like a full Hollywood competently produced film. John Woo came to Hollywood with a huge reputation already. Yep. And making action movies that aren't boring is not easy to do. Right. You know, um, and his style is so indelible now that every time you see balletic gunplay or even like just doves in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, like people will compare that movie they're watching to his work. Yeah. Because he's a master. He pioneered so much stuff yep. that people stole for decades. Oh, it, yeah. to this day, yeah, they're stealing still from going him. on. Right. Um, when I say it's so bad, it's good. It's because of how cheesy it is. Yeah. Uh, how preposterous it is. That's the bad, quote unquote, that yes. I'm saying. Right. But it is everything else is top notch. Yep. You know, it's so good. It is, it is the finest entertainment available, <laughs> yes. you know, whether it's 1997 or 2024. I yep. mean, I'll take it any day. Yep. Definitely. Um, so <laughs> while they're at, you know, the, the compound, you know, of Nick Cassavetes yes, and in his shredder G- castle, Gina yes. <laughs> yeah, they're in the Technodrome, <laughs> and the feds show up, uh-huh. Archer shows up Travolta and like, Hey, we're going to take them out. And so they all show up and there's a huge gunfight. Which is really good. I know. You get lots of awesome gunplay, but there's also a lot of just kind of like bullshit people talking to each other oh, during man. the fight. I don't like that. You know? Yeah. There's one-liners. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's happening. Right. <laughs> um, and like at, at one point, there, there is one moment that's not a one-liner that I really like because it's Nick Cassavetes. He just like goes, hey, he looks at Gina Gershon and goes, hey, give me the boy. Yeah. And I'm like, give you the boy. And they, I like, don't think so. lift him up to like a third balcony Ridiculous. like while everyone's shooting. I can't believe she gave him the boy. I mean, it's right. just like, come on. Well, that's his, her brother, right? So he's the uncle of the son, right? Yes. Yeah. So she trusts him. I get But it's like, really? Look what's happening. Around. I'm not running into the open. I'm getting out then, of here. And then like doing a lateral to you. It's no way. Not happening. No way. No way, dude. I, I, yeah, exactly. Like, she does trust him and he's a good protector and he's like built a home, I guess, for them. <laughs> Call it a home, and, and, I guess. Yeah, a little kid lives in this lair, dude. And that, that is so insane. Um, but like, yeah, give me the boy. I was like, no, 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 dude. Sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to keep him with me. Thank you very much. You <laughs> cover us. Yes. Please. Yes, right. Um, but yeah, like, and, and it's, it's scored by, um, Olivia Newton-John singing somewhere over the rainbow. Yes. Because the, the they put headphones on the kid yeah. to, to relax during this during utterly terrifying brawl. situation. Right. Yes. There's gunplay in his living room. Yeah. And so you get the, like a, a good balletic, uh, gun fight yeah to somewhere over the rainbow what and this kid is just watching it go down like i, I mean because the the there's there's more agents like like they're sort of belaying through oh yeah they're the, coming the through the glass yes. and like all the doors and yes. the ceiling yeah they've built a zip line from the other building across the street in there so they can all just like come you know just one after another yeah and you know uh yeah dietrich and his guys have to fight them off yep and at one point like uh like cat uh Archer, 
Nicolas Cage as Archer gets up onto the roof and um, like yeah. Alex is there for some reason. Um, like he had known about the, the, the raid. Yeah. Because like the, the, the raid was, uh, like give they, they gave the order for the raid because right, yeah. Castor works at the FBI yeah. and he's there. And so he's like presiding over all this and he then chases there. There's a chase that happens uh-huh. and like Pollux ends up going through the glass right down into like the, I guess the. It's like an atrium or yes, something. Yes, yes. <laughs> right. There's some gigantic, like, uh, red heat-esque shower room as part of this. Dude, of this. he gets the gamed through he the does. window. It is exactly the, the floor. Game. Yes, yes. Um, Nicolas Cage, like, swings on a rope and kicks him or some shit. I know, I know. Like, he Tarzans this guy. And... <laughs> <laughs> And after all this, like, and Travolta's at, on the floor, like, right, yeah. he lands there in front of him. And he, yeah, and he's now, Pollux is now dead from the fall. Yeah. And, like, uh, he then, you know, like, ties the guy's shoes and, you know, like, as, yeah. as a final gesture of love. And he's, like, totally broken up about his brother dying. Yeah. And and the idiot Matt Ross walks in. <laughs> like, I, I, I love how, like, he was playing these characters back then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. American Psycho, where he's just, like, you know, when <laughs> <laughs> he played Lewis Carruthers. <laughs> He's like, sir, why are you crying? It's just Pollux Troy. And Travolta lifts up that gun and shoots him right in the head. <laughs> so good, dude. <laughs> and right before that happened, we get the mirror th- that sequence right. you were talking about. Yes, yes. Which um, they're back to back against like a wall. Yeah. And like talking to each other like, hey, I'd rather let's switch back. You know, we right. want we both prefer it the other way as much fun as this is. Yes. You know, we want it the other way. I do enjoy boning your wife. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> you know, and yeah, there's a, a giant floor length mirror in front, you know, like uh, in front of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, full length mirror. I That's what say. they're back to back against. Yes. And they shoot each other through it. And, um, you know, one thing leads to another and it's just more, you know, a gunfight. Yeah, more of a fight. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and at some point, like during the, the, the melee, uh, like Dietrich uh, was shot. And yeah. like the FBI oh, yeah. shot him and he like they got him in the neck. But, like, he's not quite bleeding out yet. He's able to, like, apply pressure. Yeah. And he's walking through there, and we get some more implied incest here. Yes. Because he lays this kiss on Gina Gershon. I was like, "Are you, wait. Yes. I thought you guys were brother I, and sister. It, it, I, yes. I, I understand family sometimes will, like, peck on the lips or something. That you can know, happen, it's yeah, just, you of know, course. It's a loving gesture. Right. This is like, they plant it on each it other. It is an open mouth kiss. This is like, hey... I hope you're alive later so we can bone. I know. Type kiss. I know. Exactly. And, and it looks like it's happened before, too. Because she doesn't react with, like, horror. She just goes, hey, right. you know, um, okay, Oh, my well, brother's dying and uh, he's going crazy and he's trying to make out with oh me. My God. No. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he kisses her and says, go. And, right. they, and then she leaves with the kid. Right. And then he turns and, like, finds Nicolas Cage <laughs> and, like, says, like, hey, man, we had some good times, yeah, right? Yeah. And, like he's not holding the wound anymore. And like blood is just like spurting. out. Yes. It looks like a garden hose almost yes. coming out of his neck. It's really good. It's good. It's really good. And he just, then he dies on the floor there. Right. Oh man. And like, it's weird because like, uh, you know, Sean Archer in this moment, uh, as Nicholas cage has to like, ex- cause he had to accept the help from what was actually his enemy in real life. Right. And yeah. now he's at, at this man's final moments. And he has to like, kind of console him and be like, uh, yeah, man, we did have some good right, times, yeah. you know? Yeah. I love the dual nature of the movie. Yeah. We've been talking about it a lot. Yeah. Like they get to play each other. Right. But then they have to team up with the bad guys yep. 
to make them on their side. Right. You know, they're, they're teaming up with the other side of things to get back to normalization. Yeah, which it, humanizes everyone. You yeah, know? so you see everyone's side. Yep. And everyone is doing noble things in their own ways. Right. Except maybe the true caster troy who really isn't <laughs> well yeah i guess he he stays evil to the end yeah. you're right um yeah. and and even when he's like uh being um i guess friendly and cordial that that's all he's being he's not being loving right and, and it's part of a greater plan yes to to get more power yep yeah it, there's nothing sincere about it right uh, nothing noble at all. There's nothing at all. I guess the only the only thing that makes him at any way sympathetic is his love for his brother. But you know, I, I don't feel too bad for him. No, <laughs> not yeah, exactly. gonna tell you <laughs> that's true. Yeah, Pollux Troy was not a very sympathetic so, character. So after the after this raid, we find out that John Travolta has gotten Times Man of the Year. <laughs> that is such <laughs> crap. <laughs> Times Man of the Year. I mean, come on. Like, look, no one knows who like the top FBI agent is. You right. Know, I, and and this movie takes place over like two days. Yeah. Like, you don't. <laughs> I know. Time hasn't all of a sudden been like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, write it up tonight. Rewrite, rewrite. <laughs> you know? I heard about I heard about the raid on Nick Cassavetti's pad. We need to put this guy on the cover of Time. Right. The, the Steve Jobs, get him off there. You know, we're going to fucking put this guy on. Exactly, dude. Uh, and I mean, like, um,. It also, there, there is one, like, really kind of dumb thing that's not fun about the movie. And I don't mean to say it's bad. It's just, like, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, or that it's evil. I just mean that it's, like, kind of dumb. Okay. They don't really know how the FBI hierarchy works. At one point, they, they like, say <laughs> that, like, you know, um, he's going to succeed. We, we forgot to mention, we, we made Fargo references without referencing that, like, Harvey Presnell is in this movie. <laughs> that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. As, like, the special agent in charge of the L.A. branch. Yes. And he's great because he's he's exactly like, um, like Wade Guff in this movie same same character essentially he's just like he's gruff and he's super tall and he's always in your face and at one point and like after this raid thing happens he he walks in and says uh you know like to, to archer you know hey listen uh, but time's man of the year but the, the, there's an inquiry now from from department of justice they're worried about your gestapo tactics you know mm -hmm. and uh caster kills him with this like deadly karate chop you know like oh, no! There's one chop on the front and one like in the back of the shoulder blade. And that causes like seizure of like a heart seizure. Yes. It's some ancient technique, <laughs> dude. This is fucking Calgon. This is bullshit. This is some bullshit, dude. And like, and he collapses. And at one point he says, Archer, the, the other, the real Archer in Nicolas Cage says something to Sasha about like, you know, now Caster's acting director of the Bureau. No, he's not. <laughs> the director of the Bureau is in Washington. This is this the, the field office in Los Angeles. He's not acting director. He would not be the director of the FBI. That, that's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> timeline doesn't add up. That takes time. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is pretty awesome to see him karate chop a dude to death. <laughs> and then he calls his secretary and says, hey, he's had a heart attack. Right. Call the hospital. And he call just it yourself. I know. Well, there's that too. I mean, Come I, on, dude. I, I hate, I hate if the you idea have of, to call someone man. else to tell them to call 911, fuck it, you. Yeah. Thank you. You know, we, 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 we've needed like executives to hear this for, for, for yes. some time as well. The idea of like that someone has to have someone to do their appointments for them and all their admin. <laughs> fuck off. No one needs to make phone calls for you. Pick up a goddamn phone. There you go. Ah, <sighs> oh, man. Yeah. So, so now Nicholas Cage goes to his house, right? To mm -hmm. see his wife, Eve. And she's in the bedroom and 
he's hiding in the darkness somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> as Caster Troy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ugh. hey, Eve, uh, it's me, your husband. Ridiculous. Uh, and he, like, keeps uh, approaching her yeah. and stuff. And she's like, what, what, Noah, what are you doing? <laughs> and instead of, like, immediately trying to rip this guy's face off, she lets him talk. Right. Um, he tells his story. Tells his story and says, hey, the only proof is our blood types are different. Right. Which they established earlier in the film. That's the only way you can tell the difference. And I'm trying to think now, like, would my earlier proposal about the mind transfer, like, would that work in this case? I mean, like, um, if if Sean Archer's brain was inside, you know, Castro Troy's body, I guess that... Yeah, I mean, the blood wouldn't work. Right. But you don't have to do a brain transplant. We'll just do a mind transfer. But, like, how know? would they prove it to Eve? You know, I have no idea that. Like how? Because yeah. I mean, I guess we'd have to then like you say, couldn't. you know what? Um, I guess no. You know the blood thing would work because he could just like flip it. Okay, listen. Uh, Caster's blood type is AB. Your husband's is O negative. So whoever's like, you know, if this blood says this, then just think the opposite. You know. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, just take a blood sample, and if it's not the one that that you know it that, uh-huh. that's supposed to be, then you know that I'm I'm telling the truth. Okay. Right. So she says, okay, I'm gonna t- do the test. You yeah. Know, uh, she has Nicolas Cage's blood, and then she has, like, a pen with, like, a yeah. little needle at the end, and she pricks her husband's She steals some of his blood, yeah. While he's sleeping next yep. to her? Uh-huh. And then she goes to the hospital, and it it's true. Right. You know, she's been sleeping with the enemy. <laughs> <laughs> she's in a Lifetime movie, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, Yeah. <laughs> And you this, know this this is like the other side of a lifetime movie you don't see. Uh, like that's you true. usually you just see Eve's point of view. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and you also don't see all the graphic nature of, of the of the issues. You yes, know? right. Um yeah, this this is like <laughs> this is and, the other perspective. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know like even though he's proven the blood type thing, th- this is this is the moment where he's hiding in the shadows that actually is the most ridiculous thing. Okay. To me. Yeah. Because like he was hiding in, in her house right, previously. But now lab. he's in the lab and he's just standing there behind like a, a chest of drawers or something waiting he, for her to complete the blood test. How did he know which lab she's going to? How did he get in this area of the hospital? He must, he's been bleeding from a wound. He would be bleeding all over the place. He would have left a trail of blood. Uh, yeah. And he's just in there. He fucking pulled a David Bowie hungered his way into this <laughs> hospital did. room. Exactly what he did. Dude. And then he goes, he makes this great speech and it's Nicolas Cage. He's a great actor. And yeah. Joan Allen is a great actor. And they have this great scene where he talks about like how he took her out for surf and turf, even though he didn't know she was a vegetarian. And, yeah. and then, you know, so he's like revealing something private about their relationship first to day. prove yep. that he, that he actually is Sean Archer. Yep. Uh, but she's still not convinced entirely until he does that weird, like, oh you know, my God, he yeah. touches her face. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of gross. It's really gross. I, I hate I, it. I don't like it at all. It happens like six times in this movie. And every time it does, I get the all over shivers. I feel like E.T. is touching me or something. I know. It's I know. weird. It's otherworldly that and I don't like it. bony lit up finger is touching my flesh. <laughs> yes, I know. I know. I don't like it. I feel like it's invading my privacy kind of. Like, it totally like, If is. someone did that to me. I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? I know. I know. What the fuck? Because, I mean, like, it's it's more intimate than if, if someone put their <laughs> arm around you. Like, yes. that's, that's a human gesture. Yeah. You know, right. whatever this is, <laughs> you know, like, come on. It's like a ritualistic thing. It is. You know, yeah. like, if you were going to sacrifice me on a volcano, you could do it. <laughs> yeah. 
but not in the hospital. I know. No. Come on. Not not to prove my your identity either. You know. <laughs> yes. And, and, and especially I mean, when you just snuck up on me. Oh my god. <laughs> and you've oh been hiding here for some reason. Yes. Yes. And they do make a good issue of like her realizing. You know, she says to to Nicholas Cage, look. Uh, Sean, that man and I have been living as man and wife now for yes. a while. And he goes, oh, oh, oh. He does that thing again <laughs> like he did in the prison. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, he actually does apologize. Look, look, Eve, I put you in that situation. Right. And that's it's my, my fault. fault. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you're goddamn right it is. You yes, you, know, you are. You and your fucking bullshit. You made me fuck this guy. Exactly. Exactly. How do you actually was that? more romantic than you ever been? Uh, I think I'm going to defect. <laughs> I'm going back. I mean, he looks like the man I love. He has good moves in bed. And, and yeah. you know, he's actually attentive. I'm going to have a face-off with Gina Gershon now. <laughs> Consider this a divorce. <laughs> you know, I, the, the face-off between Joan Allen and Gina Gershon would, would be even more more of a stretch, even. Because, like, you know, you got little Gina Gershon. <laughs> and, like, uh, Joan Allen is about six feet tall, yeah, looks like. Right. And she's, you know, like... I, I'd like to see it. I'd like to see. <laughs> It'd be interesting. I, I'd like to see that hairdo on the other one. You know, like yeah. like imagine just putting like Joan Allen's face on Gina Gershon's, where she's got that hair. Something about it doesn't seem Something right. Something is off here. Yes, yes. It's not just faces. No, Something exactly. is off, and that's why I don't like this procedure <laughs> on anybody. We shouldn't be doing it, America. <laughs> we need to ban this. <laughs> When the primaries come up, yeah, know exactly. I'm going for. I, I absolutely anti face off establishment. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, everybody, yeah. get out there and vote. Yep. Um. <laughs> so now Travolta's suspecting something, so he shows up at the hospital, and you get a real like intimidating march with him and his goons oh, yeah. into the hospital lab, and they're all all these people are yelling like, "Hey, you can't go in here," and I guess she senses it. Because she has Nicolas Cage hide or something. Yeah. And he shows up. Travolta shows up, pushes the curtain aside real fast, surprising her. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he's like, he goes in and there's a guy on the bed with like half his face kind of covered with gauze. (laughs) And he pulls the gauze off this guy's face. And it's like this dude, it's a random guy who's been busted up. Yeah, exactly. His, His face off got botched. <laughs> like yes. his procedure didn't go as planned. Right. Um, and he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I just get so jealous. I had to come in and see what you're doing. You weren't there when I woke up in the middle of the night. She's like, well, I'm a fucking doctor and I'm on call and that's what I do. You know, Caster. Thanks husband. I know uh, you, you've been on top of everything since you got there. And that you say something like, you know, I just get so jealous. And what's a guy to think when his wife isn't there when he wakes up? Dude, like she said, she's a physician (laughs) who is on call. These things happen. And you didn't know this and you brought your goons in. I know he probably thinks that she's harboring Sean Archer. Yeah. But how does he think that? (laughs) She hasn't given him any indication that she was that she's done this. Ridiculous. Yeah, there's no through line for this unless he remembers the 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 pin prick from her taking his yeah, blood it didn't wake him up entirely but it did disturb him exactly like a, a smidge yeah it's not like he felt it and we get a close-up of his eyes opening and kind of looking sideways right. or something like he just shifts indicating that bit. he suspects something yes like he just kind of like moves in his bed right you know like you're shifting your body to a new position to sleep better right yeah so I don't know how this happened. <laughs> right. Right. The movie needs to explain it, Dave. <laughs> I need I need explanation. Uh, me too. I need 
uh, hard facts. <laughs> yes. I need the truth. Right. Give I me need realism. Data. Right. <laughs> um, but they're going to have this funeral for, for uh, Harvey Presnell. Right. It's, yeah. It's a post karate chop funeral. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they do it at this chapel at the beach that is like, it's a John Woo chapel. Chapel um, at the beach sounds like an album or I, something. I know. Yeah. And, and that's how it's presented pretty much because <laughs> yes. like, it's like there's doves there. Uh, part of it there's is no outdoors. Out, there's no, exactly. <laughs> part of it's kind of outdoors. It's almost like the, the, the same layout as like Mitch's house and the parent trap where you yeah. go into that veranda area yeah, and it's right. like, you're always outside. Cause there's always like, and there's, there's like sea air and there's waves in the background. It looks like a Mexican restaurant that was converted to a church. It does. Yeah. yeah. Like a, a place that you'd really like to have a nice margarita. Oh dude. You know. yeah. Get some enchiladas. Dude. Hell yeah. That'd be a great time. <sighs> dude. Um, and just get rid of the birds. I don't want to well, be pooping on my food. <laughs> that's the other part. That's that's the part I'd get rid of too. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it, it's time to to for the final for the showdown. Yes. Um, and they have the funeral. And it's time the, for the face off. The Dave. face. There. I'm so, How did I miss that? You're right. <laughs> um, and like. Cat, Sean Archer shows up in a black suit with with Sasha, Gina Gershon's character, and they're she's going to help him. You know, at first he tells her, "No, it's not your fight." And she goes, "No, it is." You know, because yeah. you know, um, he killed my brother, and so um, you know, he goes in there and he passes Caster a note, essentially saying, "You know, hey, I'm outside. You know, yeah. and let's 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 do this." Uh, it's actually a picture of the kid. It's the dead right. son. Right. And the funeral ends, and. Uh, yep, now Arch- it's empty. Exactly. Yeah. Now Archer is at the altar, like praying for good fortune during the fight. And uh, <laughs> Caster walks in and they start shooting at each other. Yep. And then uh, Joan Allen is brought in by the goons. Yep. Um, Caster had captured her at some point. Yep. So now they've, they've all got the guns drawn. She's held hostage and they have the upper hand now. Yeah. But then Gina Gershon comes out with her guns and starts pointing them. And, and now the tables are turned a little bit. Yep. And then more dudes show up with guns. Yes, and the like goon, there, uh, there's like 10 standoffs happening at once. Yes. In the middle of this church. Yes. It's a pretty awesome visual. It is. It's very Rodriguez. Yeah. It feels cool. And Joan Allen's kind of standing in the middle of it as like the, the, the one unarmed victim. Yeah. They all fire. And then, then there's a, like a, you know, a standoff, you know, well, there, there's, there's more of a fight. And at some point, like Joan Allen, um, enters the fray. Yeah. And she uh she hits uh what do you mean Dominic Swain? Oh, uh that well, the daughter shows up? Well, what I think Joan Allen hits somebody with something. She probably point. does. Yeah. Ultimately, it's a pretty quick gunfight. It is. It has, um, it's over pretty quick. And everyone dies except like all the principal actors yes, really, right. you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. And Gina Gershon gets her like goodbye scene cuz she's like yeah. she had jumped in front of in front of uh, Oh yeah, she Archer. protected him. Yes, and she took the bullet. And she thought it was Caster yes, Troy. She yes. was protecting him. And she tells, you know, who she thinks is Caster Troy, please, you know, like, make sure that our boy doesn't grow up to be like us. And and Joan Allen has to watch her husband yes. in this other man's body, like, yeah. have, like, a loving goodbye with this woman. Yes. And deal with that for the rest of her life, I the, guess. <laughs> there's there's a moment before the, before the gunfight where, like, uh, 
like Gina Gershon looks at Nicolas Cage and goes, are you okay, baby? Yeah. And, and he goes, yeah, thanks. And like Joan Allen, like camera goes on her and she's like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know, right? like it's great. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> Hey, everybody's been boning everyone. Exactly. In this film, look, I guess. Look, it's fine. Hey, you know, you're going to have to sort this <laughs> no out limits. later. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, like everyone's dead mm-hmm. except now caster Troy Travolta has his daughter yeah. in like a chokehold. Uh, at gunpoint, you know, holding hostage. I'm going to get out of here now. And like before that happened, the, like Archer and Troy, Archer and Castor had this fight where that dislodged the voice box right. from Archer. And now they both have John Travolta's voice. Yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah. It's weird. It added some, <laughs> like another layer of confusion to the whole thing. And like at one point, like he's there, they're, she has a gun and she's point like Dominic Swain is pointing guns at both men. And, they're both yelling at her to shoot the other one. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage is saying, hear my voice. I'm your father. And it's like, and he's got John Travolta's voice. Yeah, right. And she's like, oh God, what do I do? What the fuck? <laughs> Shouldn't have taken those shrooms. <laughs> yep. But, uh, but then John Travolta grabs her. This yeah. is where he gets her. You yeah. Know? And he like reveals like, hey, I'm the bad guy. Fuck all you guys. <laughs> And then he licks his daughter's face. Yes, like he does. Like top to bottom, yeah. basically. Or bottom to top. And now we're going to see what's in Papa's bag, Peaches. Ooh. I vomit in my yeah, mouth. of course. Of course. Because it's like, it's uh, now... Oh, man. <laughs> so much incest so, the last two so weeks. So now, <laughs> she remembers what... Pop a daughter. Uh huh. Grab out that knife and stab it and twist it. Great. So move. She does it to him. Great move. And, and you know that that blade in the butterfly knife uh, also was like it, it was kind of that weird a uh, wavy blade. Yeah. Ooh. You know where where it, like if if she if you did stick that in someone's leg and turn it, I mean, God only knows the damage <laughs> oh that's doing in there. Right. This know? is not like a chef's knife. No. This no. is a fuck you up kind of knife. It was built for yeah. a weapon, like to stab yeah. someone and kill them. Yes. Yeah. So that happens. She gets loose, and then. Our our final chase down happens here, man. All the action sequences this in this will movie not end, Dave. I know it's just it, <laughs> they're all about the right length for me. They except are. this one. Okay, okay, and I don't mean what we just talked about. That was fine. The boat, the boat is is just when the gunfight spills out onto the pier and becomes a high octane boat chase. Like that is just too far. I know. Well, I, I, I was like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. But I didn't expect this, (laughs) but in a movie like this, that just keeps pushing it up another level. I know. I'm like, what, what did I expect? You know, I guess it's given me plenty. (laughs) It it has, but, but this is the moment where every time I watch it, I go, okay, I think I've had enough. (laughs) Can, can, can you just show me the right, end? Right, because you know? they had an ending. Right, um, right. But no, he's able to still run off with the knife wound in his leg. Yes. And get on a boat and flee. And you know what I love, though? One of my favorite things in, like, ultra-violent action movies is when someone gets blown away at point-blank range with a submachine gun. <laughs> They get like 80 rounds yeah. to the chest yeah. and they go flying. Because he kills this dude that guy flies out of the boat, dude. <laughs> I think Caster kills one other guy. Like, he steals a car to get to the dock. Um, and he shoots that dude. And then when he gets to the dock, he just casually empties the magazine on this, on this poor boat owner. <laughs> I know. 
show, it's man. So good. Um, and, but yeah, and he takes the boat, and like uh, th- there is one really <laughs> impressive stunt during this chase that I'll, I'll give it. I'll I'll grant um, uh-huh. some praise to. It's when Cage's stunt man is hanging by a chain off the side oh, of the yeah. boat, and he's got to ski with his feet. Yes, yeah. and he, he like he has to like pull himself up on yeah. the chain yeah. while the boat is going, and then like get himself into a position where he can ski. Yeah. Um. And then, the, and then, once they actually do hit the, uh, the, the <laughs> when they the crash the boat. boat. Yes. Oh, oh there's a right. couple crashes. That's right. Because they, they kill ten LAPD port officers. <laughs> like at one point, like Travolta just blows them all away. Right. Because they're each on their own boat. Yes. And for some reason, Nicolas Cage can't steer or something. He flies through this police boat. And it's a real stunt. Yeah. Yeah. He flies through the boat, <laughs> out the front, ramps through the air, Ugh. on fire, <laughs> lands, and then continues the pursuit. Yes. <laughs> However, he can't really steer, so he has to dive off his boat into the other boat, uh-huh. you know. And then when they're on the same boat, eventually they crash that boat. And that's where we see like the, the, the yes. two real obvious stuntmen who fly through the air. Like they, they literally are just launched. Yeah. You know, they hit like a, a barricade or something, yes. you know, yes. for the beach. Right. And the boat just like does like a, a somersault, like flips in the air. Right. The two dudes get launched. <laughs> Towards the camera. Right. And these dudes are really flying through the air, I know. man. And it's just a backdrop of like the blue sky behind them. So that's all you see is like these two figures and, and the sky. So you can really like see, like you said, they yeah. are like just flying. <laughs> you Dude, know, it's like Bert and Ernie are flying through the air. I know. I, I know that they probably landed on crash pads or something like that. Yeah, but it yeah, would yeah. still be really scary just being like tossed about this way. And I know. Like these guys better have gotten paid. I hope so man. too. Yes. Like the boat work, like the skiing with the right. chain. Like there's some shots where this guy is getting like bashed hard on these waves. I know. And against the side of the boat. I this know. guy. This guy could freaking die. I mean, from this. both both all the stuntmen, they they all take crazy bumps yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And, yeah, it's it's really Man impressive props. work. Yeah, absolutely. They, they could have covered up the stunt <laughs> yes. faces better. They, that's you know. true. Right? <laughs> you see too many of ponytail and mutton chop in this. <laughs> they are all over this. I know. I know too. <laughs> the yeah. guy I mentioned earlier who was laying on the ground, he actually had like a Johnny Swade hairdo, <laughs> <laughs> and he was supposed to be John Travolta. Yeah, it's yeah. great. <laughs> so, but yeah, they crash, and now they're on the beach. Uh-huh. And we got to have a final little showdown on the beach now. And it's not much. It's no. very concise, which it's, it's is quick. good. Yeah. Um, Cage gets like a, a spear gun. Yeah, it's a harpoon. And he's going to shoot Travolta. And he's got him against the wall. And he fires, but Travolta like grabs the like banding or something on it so it can't fire. He... Which that what, would just cut your fingers apart, wouldn't it? I mean, <laughs> he's he. There's no way a human being is has reflexes quick enough to grab a harpoon that has been fired. You know, <laughs> it's just you can't do it. Oh no! I Not mean, when it's already against your gut. Exactly. But <laughs> <laughs> eventually he does, and he's holding it, and like he's like. You may have won, but you're never getting this face back. Right. And Travolta starts carving Ugh. his own face with glass to yeah. ruin it. Yeah. Yeah. You won, but fuck you. You're going to always remember this. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, but then, uh, 
I don't know how he gets out of it. He just pushes his hand away or something. Well, he, <laughs> does he kick him in the nuts? Like, what happens here? I, I can't remember exactly how, how the harpoon is then finally reactivated, but I think he just, like, yeah, maybe he just slips his grip and the harpoon goes through him and yeah. that's when you know he yells and he's die <laughs> and, and you know yeah great stuff and he's stuck to the wall like yeah. Michael Myers got yes. him you know? and he, yeah he's literally like crucified against this boat yeah right um, it's cool it I is. like it right and then the, the cops show up you know the reinforcements show up and they're like hey Archer Jamie Nicholas Dick. Cage yes, I know we know it's you I know wait how what <sighs> I guess his wife told everyone about the blood. There was there was a moment right before the boat chase happened where you see Joan Allen make a cell phone call to Margaret Cho. Okay. And she says, uh, listen, hi. Yeah, Margaret Cho, I have something crazy to tell you. And then we cut away. Hey, Joan Allen here. Guess what? <laughs> I love your stand-up. Yes. Now listen. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. And then... We cut to, they, they go to the ambulance and somebody says something like they're bringing in their finest team from Washington to, to, to do the surgery. They say they're going to bring in their top surgical their top team. top surgical team, yes. Um, um, and, and they put the stretchers next to each other of both men in the back of this ambulance. I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the top surgical team from D.C. or anywhere else uh-huh. could not do the face-off operation. Okay. Okay. That was a secret black ops military <laughs> black site uh-huh. operation with technology no one else has. And it was burned to the ground. Uh-huh. No one's been trained on this. No one knows how to use anything. No one understands the procedure. Right. Right. Your top team isn't good enough. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I know they got top men on this, uh-huh. but it ain't happening. No, 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 no. No, it ain't happening. Um, and he's on the... Nicholas Cage is laying on, on this gurney, and he tells the doctor, when you do it, I don't need that scar back. Yeah. Because he had a scar that reminded him of his son, right? Yeah, it's where he was shot and his son was shot. In the opening, and, yeah, right? And he asked the doctor originally, can you can I keep this later? You know? Right, yeah. And at the beginning, the guy's like, yeah. So now there's this, this new guy who's never done a face-off before. <laughs> right. <laughs> And he's like, hey, just don't give me my scar back. And yeah. the guy's like, okay. He gives that uh-huh. Jeremiah Johnson nod. Yes, you know? he does, dude. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, how the fuck do you know what he's talking about? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, every, I guess he gets his face off back. Yeah. You know, he's good. And he shows back up at, at his house. And he's now, yeah. he's now, Sean Archer is now back to being John Travolta. Yeah. And he greets his family. And yeah. his daughter is miraculously not goth anymore. Well, um, she's been cured. Because she's been cured. Yeah. That, that is what the movie is telegraphing <laughs> to us, that, that she couldn't possibly be a productive member of society with black eyeliner. Nope, not at um, all. It's just so disgusting. A terrible <laughs> message. But moving on, um, like, they, they, they get to, like, he pulls away from them after giving them the, the weird hand thing again. Yes. Um, and he goes outside. He goes, hey, wait a second. And in comes Adam. The boy. The boy. Uh, Castor and Sasha's boy. Yeah. And he like looks at Joan Allen and kind of goes like, are we okay to do this? You know? <laughs> and uh, and she says yes. And Dominique Swain shows him to his room. Yeah. Before, giving him the, the, the weird Travolta thing. Oh my God. Thing. When she touched this yes. kid, I was like, yes. all right, so now it's happening. Now everyone's doing yes. this? Yes. This, this, is, this is now an archer. Please greeting. go back to goth. 
Please. I, yes, I know. I know. My God. Get she was, out of this dysfunctional she, she family. She was a better kid, dude, when she was, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and, you know, look, <laughs> the, 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 this this whole thing of, like, there's a couple things wrong with the ending. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, it just, it's... <laughs> He doesn't have any rights to this child. No, no. You know, no. Um, also, I, I, I really wish that, like, when when Castor was destroying the Travolta face, I wish that they had just kept that and just done, like, okay, so now Archer looks like Nicolas Cage forever. And we would end with Ooh, him, you know, like, he's just on his gurney and he tells Joan Ellen, look, this is it. You know, this is who I am now. And she's like, well, we're going to make it work. Okay. You know. Well, I don't like that either, though, Dave. I, I don't I, like it. I, it's more realistic, you know. I guess uh, so. You know, and, like, if he just... And and Ugh. also, like, it would make more sense that, like, you know... Well, I guess he, he still doesn't have, like... He's still not the legal guardian of Adam because he's technically Sean Archer. But Right. You know... And everyone knows now. The jig is up. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot but of problems. There's here. not really a good way to end this, as no, far as I know. No, no. You would expect the audience wants some resolution. Yeah. They want him to get his face back. They want him to go back to normal with yeah. his family. So that's what you get. You know, it's a crowd-pleasing movie. Oh, of course. I, I, I just, I think that, like, the crowd would have been, well, okay, I shouldn't say they would have been just as pleased with Nicolas Cage, <laughs> but, like, I, I just I just feel like, though, they would have, I think they would have accepted it, though. I think yeah, been, I, like, I believe so, too. Because Sean yeah. Archer was victorious, you know? They could have done almost anything. Yeah. As long as the audience felt like there was some closure on yes. something. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, you can't, you've got to deal with this without, you know, bringing Zachary Ty Bryant in oh my with God. you. I, I know, exactly. You, you can't bring this little kid I know, in. I know. You got to deal with the trauma of the situation without <laughs> adding this orphan yeah. in the mix. Yeah. Man, you, you, you're absolutely right to, to, to uh, like, point out the, the home improvement nature of the kid's hairdo. <laughs> That's that really sucks, and I can't look at him now. And I <laughs> makes you think of Tim Allen a little yes. too much. <laughs> yes, and it just makes me think of like the worst aspects of the '90s. Yes, it does. You know, um, the ending's not good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if there is a good way to end this movie. Really, I, I mean, don't know. I I think that like that there's a realistic way to end it. That, yeah. that that would still maybe not if not crowd pleasing would still be or maybe like, they they put his face back on, but he has the scars. You know, that's what they should do. Oh yeah, okay. because the yeah, you know yeah, these yeah. top men have removed the scars. If they could remove the scar on your chest and put it back, they can fix you know the minimal damage. That Travolta did to your face. It was superficial wounds. Yeah, yeah, like they could fix that. Right. I mean, right. Maybe they should have left the scars on him or something, like on his face being yeah. torn up. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Right. I don't know. But I mean, I mean that's that's the end of the movie. It's basically, hey, the family's back together again. Our son is alive in a really fucked up weird way. It, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. Because I mean, like, I want to oh, see the sequel geez. horror movie of this. No kidding. I mean, that, that kid is so messed up. And on top of that, like, <laughs> there's this little Damien running around your house. And you know that he's going to slip up and call him Michael at some point. Oh, you know, probably yeah. pretty early on. Yeah. And he's also going to like, you know, that they, 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 I'm sure they've kept the room intact. Like, cause that's something like a crazy, you know, like, <laughs> yes, that's <laughs> something he would have done. Exactly. We're not touching anything. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's right. In building blocks, it says Michael, you know, on the wall. It, yes. Oh, yes. dude. It's gr- I mean, like, yeah, this this is who this dude is. That kid grows up to be a serial killer now, yeah, right? I know. And, and before he kills his victim, he like touches their face. Oh! <laughs> he runs his hand down their face. Oh, my God. Oh, it, it's, it fits. It all fits too perfectly. I don't like this. <laughs> Face Off would be a good horror movie title, wouldn't uh, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, well, we've harped on this a lot. Um, right. Anything else? The only other thing is to another great reunion of prominent actors from The Wire. You've got Robert Wisdom as Tito and Chris Bauer as Dubov. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they play yeah. excellent roles on The Wire. Check out The Wire, everybody. That's a good good show. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, so would you recommend this? Uh, yes, absolutely. Face yes. Face Off is a great movie. It, it's like I said earlier. It's it's brilliant and dumb. You <laughs> yes. Know? So enjoy yourself. Yes. Uh, we've done a lot of dumb action movies. Yep. This might be one of the best ones we've ever touched oh, on. This is yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I totally recommend this too. It is a great time. Mm-hmm. I used to watch it a lot as a kid. My yeah. grandma had the VHS. Oh sweet. And when dear. I'd go over there, this was one I'd pop in all the time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I this is a great movie. Yeah. So everybody watch watch it and that wraps things up so if you like what you heard subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast rate it review it and most of all share it it gets more dudes listening to the dudes and you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there yes and we're on facebook blue sky and instagram look for dudes on movies and our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com right and dave we have a question of the week what is the question of the week what are your favorite examples of actors mimicking other actors there you go and stay tuned next week when we do 1998's Sphere, directed by Barry Levinson and starring Dustin Hoffman, Sharon Stone, and Samuel L. Jackson. So until next week, I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>